Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Even a fraction of the amount of poison we can breathe in before they suffocate and die. So miners would bring them into coal mines, and when the canary died, it was time to get out. Well, now we got the canaries eating poison corn and dying, and we're eating it. How good could that be? I mean, really think about it. I mean, that might be neat and, you know, some mad scientist idea, but how could that be good? How could it be good to eat pesticides? And you are. I am. We all are. Because if the bugs eat them, they die. And this is another lie about GMOs. They say, well, you know, we use less pesticides uh, with these. Well, sure, because the plant is a pesticide itself. But you know what they use more of? They use more herbicides. And they use more herbicides every year. Because the plants are, the, the weeds, should I say, are becoming resistant to the herbicides. So they got to use more. You know what the new plan is? Hey, the new plan now is to use Agent Orange instead of... American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices.
And the strains are chosen every year by the World Health Organization and the Centers for Disease Control and Procrastination based on the best guess as to the greatest threat in any given year. There are three main methods employed in the manufacture of flu vaccines. One is an egg-based vaccine. One is a cell-based vaccine. And the third is a recumbent flu vaccine. Now, at present, many of the flu companies are manufactured by thrusting the virus into eggs where the viruses multiply. Then the viral components are harvested and an effort is made to remove the egg particles. But unfortunately, some of the egg ingredients remain. And alternately, animal cells can be used instead of fertilized chicken eggs as the culture medium. So with all of the different flu vaccines on the market, the ingredient list varies a little from shot to shot, but the common troublesome ingredients include polymyxin or myxin, better propiolactone, formaldehyde, aluminum, thimerosal, polysorbate 80, and neomycin. Now, thimerosal which is basically in most of the flu vaccines, is in unbelievably toxic, meaning it becomes more toxic when it's in the presence of other chemical compounds like aluminum and many antibiotics. Now, thimerosal is made of theosilicic acid and ethyl mercury. Mercury is 500 to 1,000 times more toxic than lead. So paradoxically, pregnant women are told by their doctors to limit their seafood intake due to mercury concerns, but now pregnant women are also told to get their mercury-containing flu shots. See, you, you, can't, it's, you have to protect corporate dollars no matter what. So if you ever heard the saying, mad as a hatter, well, mad as a hatter refers to the fact that mercury was once used in the making of fur hats. And the hatters, the unfortunate souls who made the fur hats, would often go lolo, which is Hawaii for insane, due to the mercury poisoning. Because the studies linked the high levels of mercury to Alzheimer's disease. So the high levels of mercury have also been linked to autism, ADHD, and other learning disabilities and neurological impairments. And the ADHD um, is basically found in all the shooters, in all the schools, in the movies. And all. <laughs> anyway, polysorbate 80 is contaminated with one to four. 1.4 dioxine, which is a carcinogen that has been shown to cause reproductive disturbances in rats. And even though people are not rats, how in the world could polysorbate 80 be good for human health? 
then the beta propiolactone is a powerful and toxic disinfectant with multiple uses. It's basically used to sterilize, sterilize blood plasma, shots, tissue grafts, surgical instruments, and enzymes. And it's reasonably expected to be a human carcinogen, especially when it's injected into the bloodstream. I mean, you know, come on, man. It goes on and on. And a lot of the few vaccines, they contain human genetic material that's been genetically modified. And with ingredients that's questionable and this toxic in the vaccines, wouldn't you want to be confident that the vaccines are safe and effective? But there is limited evidence to support that notion. And the dangers of flu vaccines are not hard to find. So if you choose to vaccinate yourself or your loved one with flu vaccine, do not forget the fact that it includes mercury among other toxic ingredients. You need to know that, and there's some other stuff that you need to know going in that should have a profound effect on what your choices are. There's hundreds of people, including pediatricians, family physicians, brain surgeons, professors of pathology and chemistry and biology and immunology that all have done independent researching on the real science and have come to the conclusion that you are going to hear about regarding vaccines. So question number one, did you ever wonder why doctors can't find the cause for many diseases? Well, it's because that they're conditioned to ignore the relationship between illness and vaccine. And some of the diseases that have documented associations with vaccines are allergies and eczema, arthritis, asthma, autism, acid reflux, which requires an infant to take protein pump inhibitors, which have side effects, cancer, diabetes, kidney disease, miscarriages, neurological and autoimmune diseases, sudden sudden infant death syndrome, and the list goes on and on and on and on and on. But there are known vaccine side effects that are documented in medical literature and in or in the package inserts. And those vaccine side effects include arthritis, bleeding disorders, blood cuts, heart attacks, sepsis, ear infection, fainting, kidney failure requiring dialysis, seizures and epilepsy, allergic reactions like hives and anaphylaxis, even death. And many common diagnoses given for hospital admissions. Do you know that the 
National Vaccine Injury Compensation Program has awarded more than $1.2 billion in damages to children and adults injured by vaccines. Yet, the vaccine companies are free from lawsuits and they don't have to pay squat. Okay. Autism. Why is autism associated with the vaccines? Well, autism was rare until the mass vaccination programs kind of were accelerated back in 1991 with the introduction of the Hep B vaccine and the meningitis vaccine. And tens of thousands of parents will attest that autism appeared in their children very soon after they were given these and other vaccines. And you can study that information. There's a website out there that is www.14studies.org and 14 is spelled out. It's not the numbers 14. www.14studies.org and you will find that the studies denying the association between autism and vaccines to be highly questionable. So why is it that the drug companies, the insurance companies, the medical system, why is it they get rich when you get sick? Because vaccines do not give the lifelong immunity, which means you have to get booster shots. Each booster shot increases the risk of more side effects. And the vaccine side effects can make you sick for the rest of your life. And there's many drugs to treat the side effects caused by the vaccines, which is a very convenient scam. In the United States, neither the drug companies nor the doctors, this is very important, neither the drug companies or the doctors can be sued when something bad happens from a vaccination because they are both protected by the 1986 National Child Vaccine Injury Act, which was a law that was signed into effect by the then president, Ronald Reagan, who said, no vaccine manufacturer shall be liable in a civil action for damages arising from a vaccine-related injury or death. These guys are the cause, yet they are held not responsible. So many doctors, many healthcare practitioners, they themselves do not get vaccinated and do not vaccinate their children. And why is that? Because they know the vaccines are not proven to be safe or effective. They know that the vaccines contain dangerous substances. They know that the vaccine causes serious health problems and they have treated patients with serious side effects from the vaccines. They're not stupid, but it's anything to make a buck. So the only people who benefit from being healthy are you and those you care about. Understand that the drug companies have infiltrated and seized control over the entire healthcare system, including medical schools, medical journals, 
hospitals, clinics, local pharmacies, and a doctor's very livelihood depends on blind faith without questioning any aspect of any vaccination, even when obvious evidence of vaccine damage occurs right before the doctor's eyes, he or she is usually unwilling to consider a vaccine as the cause. (laughs) So even though uncorrupt science and medical support rejection of vaccines, you know what I mean? Even though doing so, even though you, you can reject this, Doing so can be considered professional career suicide. Seriously. And the signatories to the document boldly risk this end for the safety of you and your and your child. The hospitals benefit financially from hospitalizations and tests. The drug companies make billions of dollars from the vaccine. The drug companies make tens of billions of dollars from the drugs given to treat the side effects and lifetime illnesses caused by the vaccine. The vaccines are the backbone of the medical system. Without vaccines, health care costs would go down because we would have a healthier overall society. But we have exchanged chicken pox for autism, flu for asthma, and infections for diabetes. And the list goes on and on and on. So in, in the exuberance and the zeal to eliminate a short list of relatively benign microbes, we've traded temporary illnesses for pervasive long-term diseases, disorders, dysfunctions, and disabilities. So a question is raised, how many vaccines are there? Seriously. So if a a little kid in the U.S. received all doses of all vaccines, they are injected with up to 35 shots that contain 113 different kinds of disease particles, 59 different chemicals, four types of animal cells and DNA, human DNA, from aborted fetal tissue and human albumin. So if you think you don't have to worry about vaccines because your children are older, think again. There are at least 20 more vaccines currently in the development pipeline for release in the next few years targeting adolescents and adults. (laughs) I mean, come on, man, does it ever end? So let's talk about some of the vaccine ingredients. And the question you might want to ask is, how is it possible that vaccines cannot be harmful to health? Well, some of the ingredients are stray viruses and bacteria from the animal cell cultures that the vaccines are made in. We talked about mercury. We know it's a well-documented neurotoxin. It's still in the multi-dose flu vaccines throughout the world. Aluminum. We know it's a poison that causes bone and bone marrow and brain degeneration. Why do they still use it? 
animal cells from monkeys, dog kidneys, chickens, cows, and humans, formaldehyde, which is an embalming fluid and a known carcinogen, polysorbate 80, which is known to cause infertility in female mice and testicular atrophy in male mice, and then the gelatin from the pigs and the cows, which causes anaphylactic reactions and is found in large quantities in the MMR chickenpox and shingles vaccine. And then please, here we go with the old monosodium glutamate. It goes metabolic disturbances like diabetes, seizures, and neurological disorders. So the same people who make the rules and the recommendations about the vaccination profits for vaccine sales, people like Julie Jeberding, who was in for eight years and is of the Advisory Committee on Immunization Practice and developed and patented its own vaccine. And according to the CDC, the average U.S. 10-doctor pediatric group has over $100,000 of vaccine inventory in their office to sell. So these doctors, they're making money from office visits, and from giving your kid vaccines, and also from follow-up visits for assessing reactions. I mean, it goes... (laughs) So the U.S. pediatricians reportedly make quarterly bonuses from the HMOs they work for by maintaining high vaccination rates in their practices, and they've reportedly been reprimanded by the insurance companies if their vaccination rates fall. So has there been any research done on the difference between kids that get vaccinated and kids that are unvaccinated? Well, there was a project in California and Oregon, and I'm going to get to California in a minute, it's going to blow your mind, that was sponsored by Generation Rescue and that surveyed parents of the vaccinated and the unvaccinated U.S. kids, and of the almost 18,000 little kids included in the survey, the results showed vaccinated children had 120% more asthma. Vaccinated Why do I emphasize boys? Because of thousand kids, girls represent the total number of the little kids in the survey. <laughs> oh, it's crazy. So, regarding vaccine exemptions in the U.S., if you do have the right to refuse, Refuse it. Because 
so far in a lot of schools, your child does not have to be vaccinated to attend public school unless you live in California. And we'll get to that soon. Every state except California has exemptions giving you the right to refuse unwanted. not at all costs. So the groups that generally do not vaccinate include the holistic practitioners, chiropractors, and parents who homeschool. The person whom you're trying to reach is Okay, guys, we're back. Sorry about that. You know, the Internet is a wonderful thing, but sometimes it craps out. So we're talking about things that you can do, you know, to have your vibrant health. You know, babies are born with powerful and natural defenses. And if that weren't so, they would probably all die right after birth. You know what I mean? You need to learn about the vaccine-preventable diseases that your, your kids will never come in contact with most of them. And if they do, if they're healthy and unvaccinated, they will recover with long-term immunity. 
and learn about the importance of fever, how to take care of it at home and when all the doctors, because most fevers resolve on their own. You have to understand that your child can be vaccinated and still contract the illness you're wishing to prevent. Vaccines don't necessarily provide the protection that people assume they do because health doesn't really come to So you have to learn the primary keys to health are good nutrition, pure water, adequate sleep, routine exercise, and fitness. But how do you do that? The whole U.S. is fluoridated, which causes neurological disorders, which makes it impossible to sleep. The only exercise people get is with their fingers when they change the TV station. And as far as good nutrition, you got to put on lead of fuel in the gas tank, man. You can't, you can't keep eating everything that had a face or a mother. Number one, they're all loaded with GMOs. Number two, in order to keep them from stinking and rotting, in order to keep them from looking gray and brown, they're given synthetic chemicals. You got chicken that's loaded with doo-doo. You got fish that are loaded with mercury. And this is what you ingest on a daily basis. And you think it's good. When you eat flesh food, you're eating a muscle. It's not possible to break down a muscle so it can mix with your saliva and you can swallow it. It's not possible. You have to swallow that clump that sits in your gut that releases poison. It takes four to seven days for flesh foods to pass out of your body. Where do all those poisons go? haven't figured it out yet. So the U.S. Congress is considering mandating vaccines for all school children. I'm, I'm serious. So your God-given right is choose if a little kid is under attack by a Democratic representative
person whom you're trying to reach is currently unavailable. The person whom you're trying to reach and this is crazy. Oh, I guess we're back. Okay, so we're talking about the mandating of vaccines. So no longer would parents have the freedom to opt out of this form of medical assault using any person or philosophical religious exemption. The states would be required under Wilson's bill to scrap those exemptions in order to continue receiving federal funding, which amounts to the same kind of tyranny our nation's founders sacrificed their lives to escape. So Wilson's bill, if passed, would be the first time for the first time establish a federal vaccine requirement to attend school. Can you believe that? And the current vaccine policies are set by the states, but with the increasing federal control over schools with the no child left behind and the common core, Wilson's bill would be an indicator of what's coming. It would be an unprecedented expansion of the federal government into an area of law and policy long recognized as a preserve of the state. It ignores the principle of informed choice as the bedrock of any ethical medical procedure and eliminates any parental say over what is injected into your child's body. So the bill Wilson's House Resolution 2232 has no co-sponsors, and because this tyrant is a Democrat trying to increase federal desecration of personal liberty in a Republican-majority Congress, hopefully her bill presumably doesn't have a big chance of passing. But the fact is that it's even been proposed is enough cause for concern. And as parents, you too could be forced to receive injections as well because if the medical fascists like Wilson get their way, as was pointed out in the Daily Sheeple, the Centers for Deceit Control and Procrastination in the process of creating a national adult immunization plan that will schedule vaccines for adults. And that means that should mandatory vaccine legislation ever come to be in the U.S., the adults as well as children could be forced into getting jabbed with poison cocktails that will result in permanent injury or death. So H.R. 2232 defies the de facto vaccine standards of the developed democracies, which allows parents to make the final There ain't no such thing as required vaccines in Canada, Japan, Germany, 
the UK, Ireland, Israel, Holland, Belgium, Sweden, Norway, Denmark, Finland, on and on and on and on and on. You got to let this lady know how you feel about her attempt at overriding. You could go to uh, facebook.com forward slash rep Wilson. I could give you a phone number, but you will write it down. But I mean, this is criminal. This lady has her head where the sun doesn't shine. Now, remember I was talking about California. When it comes to the party of tolerance and choice, the actual concepts of tolerance and choice, along with individual freedom and liberty, tend to take a back seat, especially in California, where all children are now essentially wards of the state. Jerry Brown, the Democratic governor, quickly signed into law a controversial mandatory vaccination measure passed by the state's overwhelmingly Democratic legislature, imposing one of the country's strictest vaccination vaccination wake of the unbelievably minor measles outbreak last Are we back? Guess not. Okay, I'm hoping that we're back on. Um, The science is clear that vaccines medically protect children, number of infectious and dangerous disease. That's what the guy said. Well, while it's true that no medical intervention shows that immunization powerfully benefits and protects the community. That's what Brown said. But the only thing is that the science is not clear. And what's more, there's little evidence to suggest that allowing children to deal naturally with diseases like measles and mumps is inherently dangerous or deadly at least no more than vaccinations, which injure and kill dozens of Americans every year. So California...
The person whom you're trying to... person who Okay. So I just continue where I was. Okay, so we were talking about the two senators, right? That originally introduced the measure after the outbreak of measles at Disneyland, which affected only about a hundred people in the US and Mexico. And a lot of those had been vaccinated for the disease. So the pediatricians, they argued in favor of the measure recently as the legislators considered their opinions to be more important than those of the parents whose rights are increasingly being disregarded by authoritarian lawmakers to refuse to consider that their objections as valid. So... What's happening is that there's some a little, little bit of wiggle room that's built into the law, but not much, because medical exemptions will still be permitted for kids with serious health issues. Now, what does that mean? It doesn't mean much, because serious has yet to be defined, and likely will be left up to a state bureaucrat to figure it out. So here's what's happening in California, okay? Because the law is meant to apply to kids who go to public schools, private schools, and any daycare centers, homeschool kids will not be subject to immunization requirements. But those kids represent a minority in the state. I mean, look, you got California, okay, you got two classes of people. You got the haves and you got the have-nots. The haves can afford to have a parent stay home. They can hire a tutor and they can do homeschooling for their kids. And you got a lot of black communities. You got a lot of Mexican communities. You got a lot of people that are scraping by. They have to send their kids to public school. Who do you think this bill is targeting? Seriously. Seriously. This guy is a, a, a racist. We talk about population reduction. There it comes, folks. So new measures have received as much pushback 
as the mandatory vaccine bill. The parents, by the thousands, traveled to the state capitol in Sacramento to protest what they viewed as a major encroachment on their rights by the state. And the debate has become so heated that the law's authors were provided additional security. And after a recall effort had been launched against at least two legislators who supported the measure. Do you understand? The opponents assert that the state is eliminating informed consent and trampling on parental rights. And similar legislation was dropped in Oregon earlier this year because the opposition was so strong, and yet the measure passes anyway, mostly with the Democratic support and also with some Republican assistance. So for his part, Governor Jerry Brown said he was able to support the bill after the authors agreed to make it easier to obtain medical exemptions. So what, the bill was amended to allow physicians to use a family medical history as the evaluating factor? Are you kidding me? Are you serious? And the authors agreed to a grandfather clause, which will permit students currently claiming a personal belief exemption to maintain it until next vaccination checkpoint, which will occur in kindergarten and seventh grade. Do you see the criminality that is going on here? Well, what I think is going to happen, and one of the reasons that the vaccine propagandists are so impaired is because they've been partially brain damaged by the same vaccines they keep pushing on everybody else. And not, as a result, not a single one of them has yet to come up to realize how they painted themselves into a corner with the Senate Bill 277. This bill is going to backfire. And you can help make sure it doesn't get covered up when it happens. And here's how. Starting in 2016, the vaccination rate in the California public schools will be virtually 100%. We are told this, told this by the professional vaccine bookers, and that will halt all outbreaks of disease. That's what vaccines do, right? That's what they do. They stop the outbreaks of infectious disease. But if you're intelligent and you go to independent news media, you're already well aware that most infectious disease outbreaks occur among children who are really vaccinated. The pharmaceutical-controlled false narrative that unvaccinated children are spreading disease is a marketing lie designed to convince more parents to pay for more vaccines. So in truth, it's the vaccinated children who are shedding viruses and spreading disease among each other. The little kids who have the weakened immune systems that have been suppressed by all the toxic chemicals intentionally added to the vaccines, like the mercury, aluminum, MSG, formaldehyde, polysorbate 80, and on and on and on and on and on. Here's the kicker. When the disease outbreaks start to occur in California's public schools, those outbreaks will be happening to the little kids who are nearly 100% vaccinated. 
There are no longer going to be a minority of unvaccinated children to blame for the outbreak. And what will we be witnessing is scientific proof that the vaccines routinely do not work. So in other words, this stupid bill will now make it impossible for the authorities to hide the vaccine's failures behind the cover of unvaccinated children. So in the post-Senate Bill 277 era, the fact that vaccines often don't work will become abundantly obvious. And then the whole world will be able to confirm exactly what the Merck virologists have already stated in a federal false claim act testimony that vaccine manufacturers routinely fake their tests in order to continue to receive FDA approval for vaccines that simply don't work. And as the Merck virologists already stated on record in sworn government documents, they knowingly falsified falsified its mumps vaccine test results to fabricate a 95%, that's correct, 95% efficacy rate. In order to do this, Merck spiked the blood tests with animal antibodies in order to artificially inflate the appearance of immune system antibodies. Then they used the falsified trial results to swindle the U.S. government out of hundreds of millions of dollars for a vaccine that doesn't provide immunization. Then Merck's vaccine fraud actually contributed to the continuation of mumps across America, causing more kids to become infected with mumps. Then they used their false claims of 95% effectiveness to monopolize the vaccine market and eliminate possible competitors. And this fraud, this Merck vaccine fraud, has been going on since the late 1990s. And the testing of Merck's vaccine was never done against real-world mumps viruses in the wild. Instead, the test results were falsified to achieve the desired outcome. And this entire fraud took place with the knowledge, authority, and approval of Merck's senior management. And the Merck scientists witnessed firsthand the improper testing and data falsification in in which Merck engaged to artificially inflate the vaccine's efficacy findings. Then this was all substantiated in the court documents. So how will the pharmaceutically controlled mainstream media try to cover it all up? Well, they'll probably adopt an internal policy of a total media blackout on all infectious disease outbreaks among the California school kids. That's what they do best. So if clusters of mumps or measles or flu begin to explode out of control among the vaccinated California kids, the media will deliberately censor the stories, making sure no one hears about them. So even as the vaccines are falling, the pharma-corrupted media will think it's more important to protect the vaccine industry than to protect the lives of little kids. After all, we can't have the public learning the truth about failed vaccines, can we? So here's where the mainstream media will fail. 
the new media is rising and more people are now reading the new media than the mainstream media. And as one of, you know, I, I, I don't want to put, put labels on me or anything, but, you know, I'm a trailblazer of new media. And I'm trying to get out there to put words out there that, that are the truth. And the truth hurts. You know, it's, it's, and there's other people like me. If you go to naturalnews.com, if you go to um, different sites, the Daily Sheeple, you'll find, you will, you will find information that the mainstream, if you go to Google and you go to other search engines, you've got to go on like your fourth, fifth, or sixth page in order to find other stuff that is not mainstream. And then recently there was a woman from Washington State that passed away from what was reported as measles, and the vaccines freaked out, were in a frenzy declaring everyone needs to be vaccinated against the measles or more people could die. Well, there was a report in the Daily Mail in the United Kingdom that revealed that the woman was already vaccinated against the measles and she became the first person to die of measles in the 12 years that she was vaccinated against the disease. And not only was she already vaccinated against the measles, it was the other big pharmaceutical medication that ultimately killed her because as the Daily Mail reported the woman had been vaccinated as a child, but because she had other health problems and was taking medications that interfere with her response to an infection, she was not protected. So in other words, the woman's immune system was compromised by pharmaceuticals and the so-called immunization of a measles vaccine failed to work. But the vaccine-pushing U.S. media twisted the story around, withholding from the public the fact that the woman was already vaccinated and that her immune system was compromised by the FDA-approved meds. And even though the death clearly demonstrates the total failure of the measles vaccine and immune-destroying medication, the vaccine-worshipping medical establishment cannot resist using this woman's death as yet another reason to call for mass vaccination of the entire population. And every death is an opportunity for the vaccine industry to push yet more vaccines that will also fail in other people, contributing to yet more preventable deaths from infectious disease and the propaganda goes on and on and on and on and on. And then there's this Washington State Department of Health hooker, his name was Don Moyer, who told the Daily Mail that the tragic situation illustrates the importance of immunizing as many people as possible to provide a high level of community protection against measles. People with compromised immune systems cannot be vaccinated against measles, especially when vaccinated. They may not have a good immune response when exposed to disease. They may be especially vulnerable to disease outbreaks. 
In other words, this guy admitted that vaccines do not work on an immune-compromised individual. I mean, seriously. So how do they get immunocompromised in the first place? Huh? By taking FDA-approved meds manufactured by the vaccine-producing drug companies. And somehow this is all blamed on people who take no medications and no vaccines while living with healthy immune systems that naturally defend against infectious disease. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So every time a person vaccinated against measles, dies as a measles, it's the fault of the people who protect your immune system by intentionally avoiding dangerous drugs and injections of toxic vaccine ingredients. <laughs> Getting guess where this unfortunate woman actually contracted the measles disease, the one who died, at a hospital. She, yeah, she was hospitalized for several health conditions in, in some county on, on the northern part of the Olympic Peninsula. And she was there at the time as a person later developed a rash was contagious with measles. Then when the woman most likely was exposed, she was on medications that contributed to her weakened immune system. I mean, so let me get this straight, okay? Let's see if I got it right. The woman is victimized by the medical establishment. She's infected in a hospital. She's immunocompromised by Big Pharma's toxic medications. And she's given a false sense of protection from a, veil, from a failed measles vaccine. But somehow, her death is exploited by the vaccine industry to push for more vaccines. <laughs> I mean, come. I mean, can the vaccine industry be even crazier than suspected with their quack logic on full parade? even when the deaths of people who are already vaccinated against the disease are somehow blamed on everyone else, she'd still be alive today if she wasn't vaccinated, over-medicated, and then infected at the hospital in the first place. So the deal is, folks, they only want to make money. And the way they make money is to force their vaccines and medications on everybody. The only way you can avoid vaccines and medications is to build a healthy and strong immune system. How do you do that? Number one, you eat a plant-based diet. Number two, you start taking the organic sulfur crystals. Number three, you take superfoods, which will build and strengthen your immune system. I urge you all to please take a look at www.healthtalkhawaii.com. That is my website. Look under products. You will find the things that will keep you alive. I also have the most incredible mouth-watering, dissolving-in-your-mouth bee pollen that is so loaded with antioxidants and probiotics and so many things to build your immune system that will drive you crazy. You have to take a stand for yourself. You have to fight against the stupidity 
of the doctors and the pharmaceutical industry and all their hookers that are pushing disease on you. Take responsibility for you. And I tell you, week after week after week on all my shows, I'm going to talk about this. You go to HealthTalkHawaii.com, you can click on podcasts. There's hundreds of radio shows. You can click on articles. There's hundreds of articles that will help you with your health. Well, time for me to go. George Harrison waits for nobody. And uh, I'll catch you all next week. Aloha. American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from AVR. The AVR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149. $99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971 when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. 
If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family.
All right, good afternoon all. This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan. You're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It is the 7th of July. That makes it uh, 7-7-2015. It's Tuesday, and it's about eight and a half minutes past noon Pacific time. So that if that's when you are, well, if that's when it is where you are, we are, in fact, live. Which means you can participate in the show. That's really the difference between live and Memorex. You get to participate. And you get to hear it first. But if you want to call in, 800 number, meaning toll free, 800-932-1980, 800-932-1980. And if you'd like to participate in the chat room, it's at our website, theamericanvoice.com or americanvoiceradio.com. And you'll see the chat link. Click on it. It's real simple. Follow the instructions. You're in there. It amounts to pick a name, pick a password, and uh, you're good to go. You can also instant message me through Yahoo directly. Just me, you, and the NSA will see that one. The screen name is AVRN Talk. So there you go. There's how you can participate. And you go to our website. You can always send me an email. That's on the website there. And, uh, you know, feel free. But if you want to reply, put, put somewhere noticeable. Please reply. Because if you don't, probably you won't get a reply. I get uh, I get a lot of emails. So I try to read them all, but I don't reply to them all. I don't reply unless somebody requires a re- you know, reply or else I figure I need to reply. Something like that. So if you want me to reply, put somewhere in big letters, reply please or reply or whatever. Anyway, there you go. It's Tuesday and that means we got Al from Colorado here for the lightning round. Welcome, Al. Yes. Well, I was going to, first of all, lead off with the congratulate the Greeks, but we've got a little more political correctness with Coca-Cola. Oh, no. Coca-Cola removes its name from cans for Ramadan, afraid of, us, afraid of, uh, of, of making the, uh, the Muslims, uh, what's his name, offended. <laughs> it's oh. getting a little ridiculous, Frank, with all this political correctness garbage. Ah, what are they doing? They're ah. removing its name from the cans for Ramadan. The Middle East branch of the soft drink company announced Tuesday it has debuted cans in the region without its trademark label. So the name will not be on there. On the back of the can, it says labels are for cans, not people. And what the, hell, what the hell here, is, what, what, what's that got to do with Ramadan, anyway? Uh, don't ask me. Through this campaign, Coca-Cola encourages the world to see without labels, but instead to open their hearts and see with their hearts, Coca-Cola said in a statement. Oh, screw them and the Muslims. This is getting, I, first, I wouldn't buy a Coke product if they were the last drink on the planet, Frank, but this is getting ridiculous now. Well, I wonder how the Muslims, you know, they, so they get all bent out of shape because Coke's got a label on it. I'm, how do they feel about uh, human fetuses in there for flavoring? How do yeah. you feel about that? Are the Muslims yeah, okay with that? Yeah, I don't think they like that too much. Well, I just wanted to talk, and we still got more garbage with the flag, the Confederate flag. We're getting even sillier now with that, too, but uh, we've already discussed that last week. Yeah, well, that's true, and it's just, it, you know, like you said, it's just getting stupider and stupider. Yeah. 
the main story was Sunday, and I'm glad that 61% of the Greek people uh, had a brain in their head. The other 39%, who knows what they had between their ears. <laughs> yeah. Well, but now I, I got a getting, good idea. It's something that comes out the back end of a cow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have to watch our language. This is a family program, Frank. Remember? I know. That's why, hey, I don't think... And don't, I'm glad to see that the Chinese market is taking a nice big hit. The Chinese stock market is 25% of the of the um, things being uh, for sale are not available now. Yeah, well, they lost something like $3.2 billion in three weeks out of their stock market, man. Well, I'm not crying for the Chinese either, and neither are you, and neither are AVR listeners. Oh, no. I had a guy on yesterday that he seems to think the Chinese are manipulating this for their own benefit in some way. and uh, uh, That doesn't make any sense. Well, it could be. It depend- you know what, though? It depends. It could be. It's a possibility. It depends yeah. who's invested in their stock market. If it's somebody they decided, you know what? You're going to lose a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Then they go, hey, kaboom. Hey, guess hey. what? You're broke. <laughs> Bummer, huh? Yeah, we already know, AVR listeners know, the whole monetary, world monetary system is nothing but one big fraud. So what else is new, Frank? Yeah, well, I mean, how yeah. can it be, Al? I mean, the whole thing well, is Frank, based I mean, on you can't, print, can't keep printing this money, Frank. I'm surprised that our gallons of gas aren't costing 50, 60 bucks a gallon now with all this printing. Well, they've done a great job of keeping this fraud together. i got to hand it to them. But, uh, you know, uh, all good things come to an end, and bad things come to an end even worse. But, you know, th- th- this whole the whole idea of this monetary system, if people understood it, they'd go, huh? Yeah, y- you know... We create money from people borrowing it. That's the only way every dollar comes into existence is for somebody to borrow it. That's sick. You go into the bank and you get that mortgage on your house, Frank. You're creating the money, aren't you, Frank? Aren't you? Yes, you are. Yes, you Joe are, Mark's man. He doesn't know that. I though. mean, he does. you, know, you know, if you. Uh, if you actually go into the UCC and read about commercial paper, I mean, it's under a whole section that says commercial paper. Mm-hmm. You go read about that, and you're going to be going, wow, this sounds familiar. This sounds a lot like the Federal Reserve notes. Gee, yeah, I wonder why like that, that is. Because <laughs> that's yeah. what it is. And commercial paper, you know what makes it valuable is your signature. Yeah. Because now well, it's a negotiable that it instrument. has any value to it. Otherwise, the people wouldn't even use it if they didn't believe in okay, it. Okay, so, Al, I send you a check in the mail, right? And it yeah. says on the front, pay to the order of Al, and uh, for this amount, that, okay, right? Right. So you go down to your bank. What makes that have value when you take it to your bank? What do they make you do? Before they make you sign the back of the that's check. That's right. right. Before they'll give you anything... You know right. why? Because that instrument is not negotiable unless you endorse it. That's correct. Once you do that, now it's a negotiable instrument that supposedly has value. Yeah. Which you means you get a whole be... bunch of toilet paper from one other piece of paper to another piece of toilet paper. Yes, but, you know, and we look at that going, well, yeah, okay, but that's checks. Yeah, but that's everything. That's the whole thing. That's your credit card. What do they make you do? You, can you just go on in and, no, you got to sign that thing. Well, yeah. above a certain amount. 
I was surprised uh, the first time it happened, and they didn't used to do this. They used to make you sign for, I didn't care if it was five bucks or whatever. They made you sign for it. They don't do that anymore. Well, when you run your card through the reader at Satan Way, Frank, I don't know if you have, sometimes you have to sign and sometimes you don't have to sign. It's crazy. Sometimes it's a, you do. It's a value amount. I think I, I don't know what it is at Satan Way, but because I've seen people go into the store, they've they've swiped their cards, but they never signed anything. They just swiped their cards. Maybe it was a debit card. Possibly, well, if it's too. a debit card, you got to put in uh, your your PIN number. You got to put in your PIN number, of course. The thing yeah. is, different stores got different levels. Like some of them are fifty bucks, some of them are twenty five bucks. But if you're under uh-huh. that level. Even a credit card, you just swipe it and go. You don't have to sign anything. That, you don't have to sign nothing. That's, that's right. Fairly new. They that you know that's within the last few years, because uh-huh. they used to make you sign no matter what it was. But, oh yeah, you always have to sign. Way back in the old days, you always had to sign. You, you, you they ran your card, they gave you the thing, and you signed the right. uh, slip, and you took your copy. Sure, it didn't matter if it was five bucks, but you still had to. Yeah. And if you've noticed, yeah. if you take your credit card. Well, you see here, uh, it's different because here we don't get to pump our own gas. No, no, no. Because it's too dangerous, Al. But you can put it in a boat or a motorcycle, right, Frank? You can yeah. pump it into a boat. Yeah, that's you safe. You can pump it into a boat or a motorcycle, but you can't pump. What about a plain gas can? Can you put it in a gas can or by yourself or no? I'm not sure. I always make them do it. You know, I just, <laughs> you know, I don't care. You know, hey, <laughs> if I'm paying the extra, you know what? If I'm paying the extra for the gas, uh, then they can pump it. Okay. You know that's I don't mind them. I've gotten used yeah. to it. Oh but wait a minute, is, Frank. Are you gonna are you gonna get to use? Uh, I see Oregon's got their new thing with the half a cent a mile now. Oh, they're oh, gonna God. implement that. Frank, you know, how many dumbbell Oregonians are going to sign up for that idiot? Five thousand. That many? You got that many dumbbells? Oh, we got more dumbbells than that. But, uh, oh, really? Know, but 5,000 have signed up. Oh, you'll get to take it off of your taxes, Frank. You'll what get taxes? To remove Which taxes? Off your tax form, off your Oregon State tax oh, form. Oh, I to... see. And what if I don't pay that? Well, if you don't pay it, I guess then you I'm lost it, Frank. Then, you don't right? get yeah. any money back, Frank. Yeah, see, they're adding this to the... This is just... This, this, people are stupid if they go for this because, look, they're saying, well, we need more money for uh, the roads and stuff. And, uh, well, then just... Raise the state gas tax then if you That's need more right. money. But no, no, Idiot. we don't want to do that. And it's BS because it's not about more money. It's about no, control. It's about tracking, tracking you, Frank. Yep. Don't you have to have some kind of a device put on yeah. your car? Yeah, a GPS. I can't believe the Oregonians are that stupid, but we've got Hitler running oh, for president. Oh, God. You know, the people up in Portland and Salem are the, uh, are the most idiotic bunch of morons. What about Eugene? Eugene's just, another wonderful well, commie yeah, town. Is. Yeah, it's a college town. It's it's terrible, too. The, the, it's also a commie town. The five counties you. up there are the most ridiculous bunch of morons I've ever seen. They're, they, uh-huh. They've allowed socialism to rot their brain is what they've done. Uh-huh. You well, know. speaking of socialism, I see our friend Bernie is giving uh, Hitlery a few uh, runs for her money, and I hope you know what. If he edges out Hitlery and he becomes the uh, uh, the nominee, I'm still not going to vote for him, Frank. No, you know who would be. You know what would be a real interesting. I, I'm not saying good or anything, but I'm saying interesting uh, race would be Bernie Sanders against the Donald. 
Oh, boy. That would be fun. That could really be interesting. <laughs> that would be fun. I mean, if yeah, nothing else, it would, that be, would be fun. It'd be fun to watch anyway, you know. Well, let's see who we've got. We've got Huckster B. We've got the Fat Whale from New Jersey. We've got uh, uh, Donald Trump and a few other. Oh, what is it? Uh, Ted Cruz or Rubio? One of those two? What about? Are they, are they Democrats? Is Ruz, are Cruz and Rubio Democrats or are they Republic scum? Oh, my. Isn't that a shame that you even have to ask? They're rhinos. No, they're both rhinos. Oh, okay. I mean, Rubio... I don't follow it that closely, Frank. You You know, Rubio Rubio is... uh, I don't know. You know, I could see where you could mistake him for a Democrat. Uh, Cruz Uh is pretty... Cruz comes across as pretty uh, conservative, except every once in a while he'll say something. You'll go, what? You know, I... They spend way too much time Uh, in Washington, D.C. around each other. You know mm -hmm. how that goes, Al. You could be a normal, regular guy, and then you go hang out with a bunch of nuts. Hey, after a few few years, man, you're not so, you know, stable yourself. You go home and everybody goes, hey, what's wrong with you? You know, uh, well, that's what I think happens when they go to Washington. I mean, some of them just start off dirtbags. Mm-hmm. You know, and well, they, as my friend's late mother said to me, if they if they're not crooked by the time they get there, by the time they leave office, they surely are. Oh, absolutely! That that absolutely, absolutely, because you know, I I've actually seen firsthand a uh, we had a congressman here in our district. Oh mm-hmm. gosh, I I wish I could remember his name. Maybe it'll come to me. But anyway, he was in the military, and he uh, he had been back in the day, and then he ran for... Not widened by any chance. No, 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 no. Not he, him. He's a little Jewish banker boy there, but uh, oh, the thing I is, uh, uh, this guy, uh, Cooley was his last name, okay? Mm. And he was a Republican, and he got elected, and he, he had a really good platform, and I went to some of his live, you know, uh, campaign Maybe. rallies here in Medford, and around the county, and he had some, he, and he seemed, he really seemed uh, sincere, and then he ended up going to Washington, mm-hmm. and they ended up ruining him, because he was sincere, he was going to try to do what he said he was going to do, and they mm-hmm. destroyed him, man, and do you know what it was, what it all came about, now get this, remember Bill Clinton, remember all the scandals we've had with all these dirtbags in in Washington, right? Yeah. Here's the big scandal that ruined Wes Cooley was his name, okay, because uh-huh. when when he said... He, you know, he had been in uh, the military, and he was in some special unit, and this and that and the other thing, and he was at this base and that base, and he said these things on, uh, you know, in interviews and stuff. He got Uh elected, and the press found out that, oh my, he said he was at one certain base that he had never been to, that they could not verify that he had ever been there. Huh. And, they, and that ruined him? They hammered him into the ground about it. Was and it a mistake, or they just didn't know? Was was he re, did he really was he really at that base, and they just didn't do their homework, or was he you know did he do a Brian Williams? Well, it's it was never uh, really it was never really determined. I mean he he couldn't prove that he had been there. Okay. Okay. But my point is. Who in the hell cares, Al? Everything else about his military record 
They verified. Clean as a whistle, huh? Mm-hmm. They verified it, right? Okay, Except one little stupid thing they couldn't verify. He might have misspoke and said, gee, I was at this base and he never was. I mean, good golly, when they're moving you around in the military, you know, yeah, half the time you, you don't know where you are. You can't remember half the bases you were at anymore, Frank, because they moved you 40 you or know, 50 so times. He could have just been trying to embellish. He could have made a mistake. They could have yeah. maybe not done their homework. But you, you know. know what, Frank? That's no reason to hammer a guy because he made a mistake. Oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't at that place. You know what? Yes, Even if he lied and said, you know, I was just trying to embellish it, make my record seem yeah. better, which I don't know what would make a difference whether you were at a base or not. But the thing is, they hammered him continuously so hard for like a year straight. Mm-hmm. That the voters started thinking, well, gosh, you know, if the media is on you this hard for this long, there must something be something. Something must be wrong. Yeah, something must be to it. Yeah, and, and you know, the thing was, he was a, a true conservative Republican who was not going to toe the party oh, line. Oh, they can't have that, Frank. They, you've got to toe their line, Frank, or you're out of the ball game, Frank. You know, it's just like the kids in the public fool system. Yeah, and they will you ruin you. You do what you. the group tells you to do, Frank, or goodbye. They will ruin you. Mm-hmm. I saw it happen, man. I believe And that's you, what happens to guys who, you know, we all talk about, well, if I was this and if I was that, and well, yeah, same thing would happen to you. You wouldn't last long, man. I'm telling you, if you think you're going to go to Washington, D.C., you better go there with a hit squad ready to get rid of a whole bunch of people. Because yeah. if you don't, they're going to get rid of you. Isn't it interesting that Donald Trump talked about the criminals and things, and now this girl got shot in San Francisco, and I see another one just got hit and run over by an illegal alien hit and run? Sure, but you don't Isn't hear that about amazing? that, do you? Isn't that amazing that Donald Trump told the truth, and they just didn't want to hear it, did they, Frank? No. they want. Not only didn't they want to hear it, they have cost this guy, not that he can't afford it, but they cost this guy tens of millions of dollars, man. Oh, you mean in the in the in the in the endorsement stuff with Macy's and the other oh, people? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I and and this is all under contract. I sure hope that he. Uh, I hope he does sue him for the five hundred million or whatever he's suing him for, and I hope he wins. Oh, me too, me too. Because this is the kind of don't crap get me wrong. I don't care do. for the jerk, but I'll tell you what: if he sues and wins, I'll tell you what: that's going to put them in their place. They won't try that again, will they, Frank? Well. You know, who knows, man? They got money coming out of thin air, you know, so maybe they don't care. I don't know what to tell you. I'm just looking at what's going on. Hey, you know what, Al? I think we might have a caller. Let me see here. Do we have a caller? Hello, Mr. Frank. Hello. Hello. recognize the voice. Hello there, Frank. Do you hear me? Yeah, this is... uh... Oh, this is the, uh, the, 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 you. I know you. Uh, the guy from Carolinky? Yeah, 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 Mr. yeah. Mr. Bill? Mr. Bill, that's right. How you doing, Al? Good to hear you guys. Hanging in there. As Long time no here. Hanging in there. Long well, time no I'm here, not, Bill. I, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a while, Frank. And, uh, I'll tell you the real reason I called. I, I see you still have, quote, unquote, free speech radio going on. <laughs> but uh, you know me and Buttons, Frank, and for some reason, and I really don't know why, for some reason, I cannot get your program live on the Internet. When I go to the website, I get it it's, it's, uh, sounds like a recording or a replay or something like that, and I just can't get it live. What am I doing wrong, Frank? 
Well, I don't know. Let's see. Uh, what are you doing? I mean, you go to the website, and what happens? Well, I'm on the website right now, and uh, I see you have AVR1 on the air and AVR2 on the air. Right. And over the left-hand side, it says schedule. Yeah, don't go over and, there. Okay, well, I was going over the schedule and... No, no, no. You see on the, you see on the, what do you see on the right side of the page, Bill? I see at the very top of the page, and you know me, I got antique stuff, Frank. Right, I know. It's a blank report, Francis Stephan, ABR1 on the air, and then you got your four, well, actually five streams there. That's what I see. Okay, now, do you see players or just links? I just see numbers, like, 14 or 16K, 24K. Okay, okay. All right, all right. Well, what's going on is you don't have your your computer doesn't have the Java stuff set up. So uh, just click on one of those links. Pick a stream. You know, pick a stream and click on it. And it should start, should open up another page and start automatically. Let's see what happens. I tried that and I never had much luck, right? right, Now I got a new page. Right. And it says American Voice Radio Network, I only just, if you want the truth. I just heard it play. <laughs> well, hang on a second, because I'm on a different computer. Click the play button on the player below. Uh, Let me see if I can find it. I don't see no player. Yeah, I well, that, you don't have Java in, enabled on your computer. Now, did it, did it start playing automatically? No, and even on uh, the Windows 7 that I have also, I was having problems with it, too. And I figured, well, and you know me in buttons, Frank. You had to deal with me for years pushing the wrong button. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all coming back to me now. Yep. Yeah, yeah I was afraid it would. <laughs> well, uh, guess, what? guess what, Frank? It's what? break time, I hate to tell you. Well, okay. So we'll take a break, and we'll be back. Hang on the line, Bill. I'll talk to you during the break. And uh, okay, we'll be back but... in a few minutes, everyone.
Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, and Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from AVR. The AVR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149. $49.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. Baby of mine. 
He's not coming back this time Would like to go to the country Can't take you We're going out to the country Can't take you Nothing up there A man like you could do He's got a face like a fish Shaped like a frog When he loves me, I holler, ooh, hot dog Love that man better than I do myself But I'm all alone, all alone On the shelf, on the shelf This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Steffen. You're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It's still July 7, 2015. It's Tuesday. It's 1242. And uh, if all that's true, we're live. And hey, for everybody out there that was wondering, we got Bill squared away. He's not on the uh, air anymore here, but we got him squared away and got his computer working so he can actually listen to the show on the computer now. So there we have it. There it is. Just takes a little tech support and off you go. Anyway, we got Al from Colorado on. Welcome back, Al. Yes, and I see Toilet Town has set the new record here. 82 shots, 15 dead over the 4th of July weekend. Disarmed Chicago. Isn't that wonderful? Where only the cops and the criminals have guns. Yeah, well, you know, that's the thing. Because, hey, when you make things illegal, you know, criminals, of course. Oh, the criminals love Toilet Town, and they love uh, New York, too, I think. The other toilet. Well, and the, uh, you know, the illegal illegal alien murderers, they like San Francisco because it's a uh, sanctuary city. Yeah. Too bad for all you Americans that are getting killed, you know. Yeah. uh, You know, that's just tough luck for you. I still think the people who got uh, killed with the with the guy the uh, where was it that idiot kid they should be suing the uh, they should be suing the pharmaceutical companies Frank that's who should be being sued right now. Well, they should sue them, and they should also you know that woman that got killed in San Francisco, her family should be suing the city of San Francisco. Oh, absolutely. You know, for doing this whole uh, sanctuary city yeah. thing, where oh we're not going yeah. to uh, uh, you know protect you by obeying the laws. No, no, we're just going to let all these criminal uh, aliens in that everybody's bashing Donald Trump about when he's right. That we're just going to let them in and give them sanctuary, right, Frank? Yeah, well, there you go. And then people end up dead. Nobody, where's the mainstream media? Why aren't they? How come we're not seeing such a big deal about, okay, so what, 
and, and plus, Al, I don't know if you've seen any of this stuff, okay, about this shooting in uh, this supposed shooting. Oh, the one yesterday in the no, VA, no, you the, mean? no, no, the nine people in the in the black church and all that. Oh yeah, man, that you one need, with the oh, church. Oh man, you need to look into that, Al, if you haven't already, because oh, wait, wait. it is a setup, just like we Sandy also had a false. We also had a false, false flag yesterday with an alleged shooting at the VA in Virginia, or not the VA, the, uh, what is it, John Hopkins in Baltimore. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yes, there was an alleged shooting. One shot was fired. They couldn't find any guns. They couldn't find anybody. But somebody heard a shot, Frank. Oh, yeah, couldn't have been a... So uh, we had, like, a sh- we had a, an alleged shooting at uh, John Hopkins in Maryland yesterday morning, yes. Well, maybe. Maybe, yeah. Or a maybe. car or a car backfired. But we got or a band like we have that. to ban yeah, or guns. Something like that, yeah. Well but Al, you, a car a car backfired, so we have to ban guns. But I like Bernie here. Bernie says gun companies no more liable than hammer companies for misuse of product. I want to see Bernie uh uh what's his name uh, have a debate against Hitler. Oh boy, that would be a fun one, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would because you know there was uh, and and you know <laughs> he's using hammer companies uh, because one of the illegal aliens uh, murdered his wife with a hammer. Murdered a woman. He murdered a doctor with the hammer. Oh, Somebody I'd... got murdered with a hammer. A doctor got murdered with well, a hammer. Well, no, no. The hammer was a guy beat his wife to death with a hammer. Oh, okay. And they're blaming the hammer company now, huh? Well, <laughs> not Bernie. Oh, okay. Bernie, Bernie got is, it no. right. Hitler would be uh, oh, blaming yeah, well, the Hitler would be blaming the Hammer Company. Oh, what about General Motors? If somebody takes a car and plows into people, are they going to blame the uh, car for doing that? I guess they are, Frank. Well, you know, hey, it, hey, listen, Al. If cars were held to the same standard as the uh, socialists want to, ha- you know, hold guns to, yeah. cars would already have been banned. Because oh, we all cars, have to walk now, Frank. Well, what cars, about bicycles, Frank. Well, Al. Cars kill far more people than guns. Far no, more doctors, people. Well, doctors kill 18 times as many people as guns. Do we should ban doctors, Frank? Uh, uh, yeah, you know what? I'd have to support that, Al. I would. I'd have to support that and say, yes, we should, in fact, ban doctors. I think we should ban doctors, Frank, absolutely, because they kill. Uh, oh, yeah, Frank, no baseball bats, no chainsaws, no hockey sticks, Frank. They're just, doctors are just too dangerous. Yeah, eighteen times as dangerous as, as guns, Frank. Oh, by the way, Frank, is your is your little uh, is your little uh, reward still uncollected? Any gun that picks itself up, loads itself, and kills somebody? No one's still collected that uh, reward yet, have they, Frank? No, it's amazing too. You'd think uh, with all the you know gun hysteria. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you, you know, but the, you know, really, Al. The 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 bottom line is this: that, Look, everybody knows guns can be dangerous. Hammers can be dangerous. Knives and Anything cars can be and doctors. Frank. That's true. Anything can be dangerous. But you know, oh, wait a minute, Frank. Yep. That microwave oven? Not not about cooking your food. I can pick it up and beat you to death with it, Frank. No more microwave ovens, Frank. Well, that's true. But, you know, the the bottom line is people got to realize, I mean, people really got to start using their head. And it's not the, look, all that aside, let's just say, well, my gosh, we've got to do something about all these gun deaths, even though there really aren't that many in a country this big. 
But the thing is, let's say we did that. And what, so what's the answer, Al? Is the answer really, oh, let's make them illegal? Because doesn't everyone out there realize that the nature of criminals is they don't obey the law? They haven't figured that out yet? The dumbbells haven't figured that out for some reason. Well, I mean, isn't that so? Isn't that very simple? That this is why uh, you're a criminal. Truer words were never spoken, Frank. I mean, come on here. I mean, how stupid are these people? So you want criminals because they keep saying, "Well, we're not trying to take guns away from law-abiding good citizens." Okay, fine. So you're trying to take them away from criminals. So the way to take a gun away from a criminal is to make it illegal, even though we all know. That's the one thing that makes a criminal a criminal, is they don't obey the law? Kind of ridiculous. So you're going to make a law. That's your answer? That's, that's kind of stupid, Al, don't you think? Uh, Frank, it's worse than stupid. This is the deal, Frank. If you use a gun, if you hold up a bank, you, go, you, go, you, you get to sit on old Sparky. Even if you don't shoot anybody, Frank, you use a gun in the commission of a crime, you're done. You're not going to get 40 or 50 years like Charlie Manson. Well, I don't think you should ever make it out of the store. I think everybody in the store ought to pull everybody their gun and blow you to the Everybody should be armed, and we get rid of the cops, and everybody carries concealed, and we get rid of everyone. The only ones who cannot have guns are the Bloods, the Crips, okay? They can't have guns. They're not allowed to have guns. End well, of story. You know, and I, if you've... Look, that's it. You know, I, I, I don't even, you know, how are you going to identify? Because once you leave it up to the government, they're going to say, well, Al, I think you're part of the Bloods. No, I'm not. I think you are. So you can't well, have a gun either. you can say that, Frank. But well, uh, if I'm luck. the government, I would say that, Al. Everybody's a member of a gang, so we can't let anybody have any guns. I say well, let everybody have it. you can't have it either. Then nobody can have it. Everybody, it's all or nothing, Frank. That's right. I, I, that's what I think. It's all or nothing. And I, you know what? Okay, fine. The Bloods and the Crips can have guns. But this is my you know attitude. What? Everybody carries concealed, and that's if right. somebody gets out of hand, they get boomed, and that's over with. Well, and you don't have to worry about keeping them in jail for 40 you know, years. I mean, here's the Bloods and the Crips. Let's say they got guns. Okay, so they all got guns. But so does everybody else. The only reason the Bloods and the Crips got anything to say at all is because they got guns in a society where most everybody else doesn't have guns. Because mostly, I don't have any Bloods and Crips out here where I live. They're all in I the cities, Al. They're in the cities where other people, law-abiding citizens, don't have any guns because they're not allowed. No. But the Bloods and Crips, being criminals and all, they don't care. So they do That's have right. guns. That's right, Frank. They don't care. Now, if everybody else had guns, oh, here comes the Bloods and the Crips. Oh, oh well, I think we'll rob say, this Frank? guy. I think we'll rob this guy. Really? Okay, so now every window on the whole block, a gun comes out, and, and you got, like, full of, what, 150 bullets? You've got mail. Nope. Sorry about that. you got mail. <laughs> now, I'm going to shut that off right now. Hold on. I had the stupid mail thing on. I'm, it's going bye-bye right now. It's gone. But, that but, won't happen again. But you see what I'm saying is that yeah. if everybody has a gun... It doesn't yeah. matter if the Bloods and Crips have guns. Well, my favorite science fiction author, Robert Heinlein, said an armed society is a polite society, Frank. Well, and this is one of the reasons they don't want the law-abiding citizens to have guns, because, you see, they just want the police and the military to have guns. And that becomes Nazi America, which we're in already anyway. And what has happened 
in every single country that has disarmed its population, they have reverted to tyranny and then genocide. Mass genocide. Genocide is next. Yep. That's right. Yep. So, you know, if you want to disarm America, that's what you're looking for. You're looking for genocide, and that's exactly what they want. I don't think Barry can sign all the U.N. gun control treaties he wants. A lot of us are just going to say, get stuffed, Barry. We don't care. I don't care. The uh, U.N. has no sway over what I think or do. Well, care what the U.N. does. And the whole concept everybody has of, well, they're going to take our guns. Well, uh, wait a minute. Come get some. You know, I'm Mold thinking, well, well, wait, wait a minute now. This is a gun we're talking about. You, you're going to come and take my gun? Good really? Luck. What if I shoot you? Yeah. It's a, it's a gun after all. I mean, what? You're going to, you know, I have a gun so you can't take my other stuff. You think I'm going to let you take my gun? Well, you know, the old, the old, uh, well, I don't know if it's Latin, Molan la Bay. Come and take it. You know, and that's the whole thing, though. People got to get it through their heads. Nobody comes and takes your guns. You give Absolutely your guns not. away. We don't care what laws Barry or the nine dummies on these. Look, the nine dummies said that gay uh, marriage is okay for all the states. And you know what? Texas said, uh-uh. Three or four states have basically said, we're not issuing any licenses. Good for them. Yeah, that is good for them. Absolutely. Because, I mean, where did the Supreme Court get their jurisdiction to decide anything about marriage in the first place? Hey, a better one, Frank. Where did the Supreme Court or Barry say, you got to buy this insurance? I guess, uh, uh, you know, Frank, you haven't got any grass, so uh, Sears and Roebuck is going to tell you you got to buy their lawnmower, Frank, huh? Yeah, but don't worry. You can get a subsidy from the government, and they'll pay for half the lawnmower. Oh, really? Well, that's what they're doing, Al. I mean, Obamacare is what Obamacare really is. Now, the Supreme Court ruled it's a tax. Yeah. Okay. I, I, it is. It's a tax. And, okay, so it's a tax for what, though? Well, when we look at who benefits, who benefits? Because it's not the government. Because they can call it a no, tax all the they want. No, it's company. That's who it is. Because, you see, now, here's the thing, Al. You're low income, say, and you go and say, all right, I better go get Barry care because I'm afraid. So I'll go get Barry care. And they'll say, well, here's your insurance policy, Al. It's only $800 a month. And you go, uh, I only make $1,200 a month. What am I going to do? Oh, you no, I only make $100 a month, Frank. I can't pay the $800. Oh, Frank, are you well, you're low in jail now, Frank? Well, you're low income there, Al. So you qualify for a subsidy. So the government's going to kick in 700 bucks to the 800 bucks. And give it to the insurance company. Now, uh-huh. Al, they call this a tax, but how exactly is a tax is supposed to benefit the government? This is not benefiting the government. This is a giveaway. This is a redistribution of wealth from you to the insurance company by yeah, the force of the government. People are just going to say no, Frank. Yeah. I've said no. You've said no. Most AVR listeners have probably said no. If I want to go get insurance, Frank, I'll go out in the market and I'll buy it and I'll try to get the best price I can. If I don't want it, Frank, no one's going to make me pay, period. I don't care what laws they but write. Al, but, Al, you could get a subsidy. Oh, no, 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 Frank. They're going to, uh, they're going to, they're going to find me. Uh, the Gestapo's going to find me, which is pretty hard because I don't file <laughs> those, those things anymore, Frank. Yeah. So how are they going to find me, Frank, huh? Well, and that's the whole thing is that you, all the fines come out of your refund. 
I don't get any refunds, Frank. Yeah, me either. You know, so you know. I haven't had any refunds for well over thirty years, Frank. No, no, no refunds, no, Frank. No refunds means no fines. That's right. You know, so two refunds in uh, fifty years, Frank. Two refunds out of fifty years, maybe, maybe yeah. two, maybe one. Well, I got a, uh, I got a. Uh, well, throughout, mo- I think maybe three or four times that I I got refunds. When I you made were, it. when you were, when you were confessing, you mean when you were? Oh yeah, well this was. Gosh, form? I was like making, uh, you know, uh, I was hitchhiking around getting jobs here and there. You know, they make you sign up, and then you get your deal at the April, and you go, oh okay, oh hey, look, I can get four hundred dollars back. Sure, you know. Well, so you do. You know how send, long that'll last? Well, when you live on the street, that's pretty good. So you go, oh, oh okay, yeah, great, if you're living on the street, Frank, that you're a rich guy now you know so i get that back but then the one time i filed the last time i filed was uh you know i'm i'm working in a place and they're taking money out of the pay and they're taking money out of my wife's pay and she's working somewhere else and and then it turns out oh you owe six hundred dollars more than what we took out and i'm like okay this is not working for me no you know, they, hey, you've already robbed to him me. After that? You've already robbed me. Now you want more. This is not working for me. I'm done with this. So yeah, that was well, the last I think time. You got, it took a while, Frank, but you got smart like the rest of us, some of us anyway. Yeah, not enough. I wish everybody would get smart. Well, because, you know, all everybody has to do is nobody files, nobody pays. None of the companies take any money out. Let's see, what are they going to do then? You know, and here's something interesting, Al. Were you re- did you read now all the news is about Greece, 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 and some about yeah. China? But, hey, somebody else went bankrupt, too, Puerto Rico. Oh, yeah, we forgot about our friends down south of uh, you know, Florida there. Puerto yeah. Rico, where the IRS is? Yeah, and guess what? Barry's not going to bail them out. Barry has already told Puerto Rico, you're on your own. Huh. I guess... Barry's already told them that. We're not giving you any money. We're just going to give the money to the Israelis because we have to do that every year. We have to give the money to the Israelis. (laughs) You know, but here's a a place where the IRS is based that's gone bankrupt. <laughs> you know, does that sound like an oxymoron or something, well, Frank? Huh? Well, it makes me deal that you know feel that. Well, I don't want to deal with a bankrupt. I'm not well, going to deal with us. I stopped dealing with the bankrupt uh, thirty years ago, Frank. Yeah. Well, and you know what? That goes for the United States government. I mean, we oh, can talk about minute, Frank, and all that. But have you heard the latest news, or maybe you know this, Frank? Since March fifteenth, now nearly four months. The national debt has not gone over $18 trillion. Oh, yeah, amazing? yeah, sure, I saw it. They froze the debt, Frank. I guess we don't have to worry. Happy days are here again, Frank. No more increasing the debt. How about that, Frank? What do you say? Sure, and I just need to shut off all... You know what I need to do is just unplug my clock, and then I can stop time, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait a minute, Frank. That means we're only going to have, we're not going to have winter anymore or spring. It's going to be summer all the time now, right, Frank? That's right. When I rip that page out of the calendar, it no longer exists, Al. That's all. We are out of time, Frank. We are, Al. We are. Thanks for being on. We'll see you again next week. Next week, Frank. Bye-bye. All right, bye. All right, folks. I'll be back again tonight. we got a full day coming up. Don't go anywhere. As always, thanks for listening.
American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Since the beginning of the United States, kings have sought it, nations have fought for it. It has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Melody Cedarstrom, and you're listening to Financial Survival. I'm here with my co-host, Alfred Addis, to bring you our opinion and commentary on today's economic and political events for Tuesday, July 7th, 2015. Good afternoon, Al. Hi, Melody. Yeah, I might have you take over the program for just a little bit. I just have one little thing I need to take care of, but let me do the market report first, please. And you have gold uh, down today at 1156. Big hitters came in today and uh, knocked those prices down, and uh, uh, a lot of interesting events that are happening today. Silver was also down big today. Currently, we're um, down 68 cents at 15.17. Uh, we had a low of 14.59, and I did see it just start moving up here uh, in the last hour of trade. You have platinum down 23 at 1,045, and palladium is down 32 at 652. And, uh, of course, that was uh, beaten down 4 and 3 quarters percent for palladium. And they've really been hitting platinum and palladium. And, I, I you know, and sometimes they can hit a sector, and it can um, uh, affect all the areas of the precious metals. And so, 
you know, I'm not saying that's the main cause, but uh, platinum and palladium certainly have been beaten down here over the past couple of days. And I think finally it also hit gold and silver, but we also have a stronger dollar. And uh, we have that up 34 today, 0.34 at 96.58. Crude oil was up uh, 0.81 at 53.34. And the paper markets today... They were all over the page. I believe they were uh, triple digits earlier, and uh, they managed to come back, of course, up uh, 90 points, 93 points at 17,776. NASDAQ was up five points at 49.97, along with the S&P up 12 at 2,081. And we also have the 10-year yield, 2.23%, down 0.05. What was interesting, the early morning bond market, they reversed. Uh, There was calls from the IMF, we'll talk about this here and also in a little bit, uh, to put the interest rates uh, hikes on hold until next year. So you had the 10-year treasury, it hit a a uh, uh, seven-month let's see, high, 2.419%, and uh, the initial spike was sparked by a sell-off in German bonds, and that also reversed later in the trading session. And uh, so now we have the 10-year yield, which has been dialed back to uh, uh, the 2.23%. So a lot of activities in those bond markets uh, in relationship to, in which the mainstream media tags it to, the announcement from the IMF, Uh, about uh, the Federal Reserve putting a hold on these rate hikes until next year. We'll get a little more into detail about what Christine Lagarde said. And uh, with that, you have the euro still trading at 110, but it was down 0.25. And the European markets, Germany was down 2%. London was down 1.5. I believe the, the Chinese markets continue to fall. Interesting article I saw about that, Al. There was what, 30%, I think, that I saw. Uh, I managed, if I managed to keep those numbers, uh, um, the Chinese stocks just aren't trading. They just stopped trading. <laughs> ah, we're not going to That get... means they have, yep. well, it apparently means they have a liquidity crisis yep. where they don't have anyone who wants to buy. Yep. Which yep. means the price is going to drop a lot lower. So uh, I'll see if I can't find those latest numbers on that, but I think it was like I mean, it was an astounding number. 30% sounds low, but uh, um, so very interesting. So a lot of 25% of the Chinese stocks have stopped trading. That's what it was. When you say stopped trading, do you mean that they that the government has intervened and said these can't be traded anymore? Or do you mean that there's just nobody buying them? It means that they stop them, the companies stop them. There's over, yeah, there's over 700 Chinese companies that halted trading to self-preserve, and that's according to the state media. And that means about a quarter, means about a quarter of the companies listed on China's two big exchanges are no longer trading. Um, the Shanghai Composite Index that's fallen over 25% since mid-June, and uh, the the Shenzhen, which was uh, compared to the Nasdaq, is down even more. 
And we know that the government tried to take steps uh, lately in order to stop this damage, but um, it doesn't really seem to have much of an impact. You had over the weekend over 20 of the, we talked about this the other day about going into the market. And, um, but it doesn't seem that investors are convinced. Um, and uh, so, again, we're beginning to see the, the, uh, Big well, see, we talked about this yesterday, in the, and it turns out that there are relatively few institutions and corporations that buy and invest in the Chinese stock markets. They are predominantly, the buyers predominantly are just individual investors, mm-hmm. which means they can be spooked. They're not subject necessarily to analysts that are coming up and say, well, we've calculated this percentage here, this percentage there, and that means such and such, so we can make a safe bet that the market's going up, down, or sideways. It's not that. This is this is fueled well, almost completely by individual fear and greed, and it makes probably for a pretty volatile market. It jumped over 100% the last year, and now it's falling over 30% in the last three weeks. Um, that's investor confidence. Plus, the government encouraged Chinese investors to invest in the market over the last year. And in doing so, the investors, they got the, they got the investment fever, and they borrowed money to invest. And now that this thing has fallen by 30%, it means a lot of the people, they're the the money they borrowed is 30% gone. It's not as if you borrowed it to buy 1,000 shares of stock, and if push comes to shove, you sell the 1,000 shares of stock and you can pay back the loan. It's as if they borrowed to buy 1,000 shares of stock, and, and the price of 30% of the stock has been wiped out. And now how do they repay the loan? Well, let me give you these numbers, Al. Uh, China's stock market's lost about $3.25 trillion. And to put that in perspective, that's more than the size of France's entire stock market and about 60% of Japan's market. Now, it's a fifth of the gross domestic product of the United States. $3.25 trillion See, but the they have lost. The flip side on that is they also doubled the market in the past year. They've lost... Three point trillion, but uh, three point whatever trillion. But at the same time, in the last twelve months, they probably made ten trillion. So now they've lost three trillion. So is the glass half empty or is it half full? But I guarantee you that anybody who got in there more or less late, they joined the they joined the uh, the boom in the Chinese stock market about a month ago. <laughs> They're talking to themselves right now. They said. I don't know who made that fortune cookie, but I'm never going to believe I'm never going to believe their recommendations again. Perhaps. So what's next, Melody? Um, well, we were going to talk about uh, the um, announcement by the IMF uh, encouraging the the Fed to withhold uh, rate hikes until next yeah. year. Yeah, and, they actually did that a week or ten days. Ago. Well, this is the second warning. Okay. This is the second one that she's come out and said, and uh, she says the um, the FOMC should remain data dependent and defer its first increase in policy rates until there are greater signs of wage 
or price inflation than are currently evident based on the mission's macroeconomic forecast and barring upside surprises to growth and inflation. This would put liftoff into the first half of 2016. And um, But the interesting part, let me get to the part where I thought was interesting. Um, in either case, asset price volatility could last more than just a few days and have larger than anticipated negative effects on financial conditions, growth, labor markets, and inflation outcomes. Spillovers to economies with close trade and financial linkages could be substantial. And uh, But she also went on to say about how it would affect uh, the markets international. These international portfolios and the financial stability consequences go well beyond the U.S. borders. So, you know, she's talking about, uh, you know, a major worldwide significant uh, uh, it's amazing that if the, it would have that much of an impact if the Fed raised rates a quarter point, <laughs> you know. But it, if it does have that type of an impact for a quarter point, well. Well, what's going to happen is if they raise interest rates over here, they will attract investors that are currently shoring up the European system. If you pay higher interest rates, you'll get more investors. That's the theory. I, it, I mean, that's at least part of it. Well, I they think will it attract goes, investors from Europe to come over here. Well, I don't think that's. I don't know if that's the, the concern, though. I, I, I think she's talking maybe about a bigger, bigger picture. Mm. You know, perhaps she's referencing like the derivatives and uh, all the things that are the the, the rates. I mean, are the the, the derivatives uh, attached so strongly to those uh, bond? to the, those those rates. So, anyway. What do you think it means when they say that the, that the Federal Reserve, when Christine Lagarde is essentially saying the Federal Reserve needs to stay data-driven? She, she's quoting Janet Yellen. Yeah, I get that. But the significance of being data-driven means that if something goes up, They'll react one way. If something goes down, they'll react mm -hmm. another way. It all depends on the data. And what that indicates is that they really don't have a policy, all right, where they say, okay, we are going to implement this policy to achieve this result. It indicates instead that they are simply reacting to events. They don't have – it's like saying we're going on a vacation – but we don't know whether we're going to go to the East Coast or the West Coast. All right? We're just, it, well, it depends on where the roads go. Maybe we'll turn left and maybe we'll turn right. We don't know. It means you don't have a plan. It means that they are not in a position to really control. All they can do is react. That's what data-driven, if the data does this, okay, we'll react this way. But that does not inspire confidence sort of thing where you're saying, you know, they're not in control. If they were in control, they'd have a policy. They'd have a plan to say, okay, this is what we're doing for this reason to accomplish this goal. Maybe it won't, at least they've got a, pro a plan. Data-driven, there's no plan. Just hang on. That's all, that's all data-driven is all about. Just hold on, hang on tight. Whatever you got to do, lean to the left, lean to the right, whatever. You know, it just depends on which way the uh, roller coaster is rolling, but they're not in control. And we're 
Boy, we're going to be heading to break here shortly. It was interesting day in, in trading of gold and silver. We had a lot of people interested in purchasing silver. And the U.S. Mint came out today, and they halted uh, the sale of one-ounce silver eagles temporarily. And, of course, when the, they released the information, once again, uh, premiums increased and delivery uh, delays were created. So uh, we still have the one-ounce silver eagles. They're a little delayed, a couple weeks, two to three weeks, no big deal. By times people funds get in and so forth, um, you know, it's about that time anyway. Uh, so it may be about a week uh, on those. But uh, it's interesting. It's Again, it's another sign of what happens when you have uh, massive amounts of people coming into these markets and how quickly things change. You know, when things are slow and, you know, prices are just leveled off at a level, you know, and, oh, I can buy today, I can buy tomorrow, oh, I got some extra money today, I'll do it then. Um, it changes fast. But well, one thing that quick. doesn't change is, in a positive sense, is the price of gold and silver. It is being set by the spot market rather than the demand for physical coins. And what you're telling me or at least what you're implying, what I think you're maybe saying, is that the Mint has stopped the sale of Silver Eagles. Why? Because they're selling too many of them. Demand is too high, but is the price going up? And if not, why not? And the answer is because the spot market sets the price of paper gold and paper silver, and that's the prices we're talking about when we read the market prices today. That's the price of paper gold, paper silver, and it's done with paper debt instruments. And we've got a little, we've got a situation of the tail wagging the dog here. These paper debt instruments are wagging the physical gold dog, essentially, instead of vice versa. It should be the other way. And we can wonder how much longer this is going to continue. And in fact, we've got an article that deals with that, and we'll get into it in the second segment of the program. But there's a point coming, and that's the essence, that's one of the essential points of the argument we'll get into in a little or the, the article that we'll get into in a little while. <clears throat> there is a point coming when the link between the price of paper gold and paper silver and the link to the prices of physical gold and physical silver, it's already strained. It's perhaps at the breaking point, yeah, and when it does break, we're going to see the price of gold go up dramatically we're going to see the price of physical silver go up dramatically this is part of the problem we have right now we've got uh we the paper price isn't moving right even though demand is increasing for for physical silver it indicates that this is an ex it, it even implies that this is an extraordinary buying opportunity Demand is increasing, but price is not. It should be irrational. It shouldn't be happening. Supply and demand. When the demand goes up, the price goes up. In this case, demand goes up. Price is not going up. Price is actually going down. Why? Because the paper market has dominated physical. But it's done so to an irrational degree, and we'll talk more about that when we return to financial survival in a moment. I'm Alfred Addis here with Melody Cedarstrom. Holy smokes. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. I'll have to...
If you have a heart condition and emergency rooms and medical doctors are not an option, you need our emergency heart attack kits. Five concentrated liquid formulas enter the system in 60 seconds to protect your heart muscle, strengthen heartbeat, increase circulation, relieve pain, and make breathing easier. When seconds count, you want all the help you can get with our emergency heart attack kit. Easy to use and portable in a one-pound compact kit for your purse, briefcase, or car. Call Apothecary Herbs now for your emergency heart attack kit toll-free, 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 704-875-8010 or order online at the 3 wsthepowerherbscom Food prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Are you concerned about prescription drug dependency to stay healthy? Are you worried that the cost and availability of your medications may put your health at risk? Perhaps it's time you consider a natural, safe, and effective way to deal with your health problems. If only you knew where to start. Start right here. Tune in to Herb Talk Live with herbalist Wendy Wilson every Tuesday and Thursday evening, 7 p.m. on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, where your healthcare options just became endless. Hi, folks. I'm Alfred Addis here with Melody Cedarstrom on Financial Survival. What's next, Melody? Well, I pulled up the uh, numbers of silver eagles that were sold this month uh, from the U.S. Mint. 2.6 million already, and mm-hmm. we've had a holiday in there. So an incredible number for that short period of time. Last month was 4.8 million. And that was the um, second highest month of the year so far following January. And January is always an anomaly because of, uh, you know, the changeover in dates and so forth. Nevertheless, they still was 5.53 million in January, 3 million in February, 3.5 in March. April was slow, 2.8 million. Uh, May was uh, just a little over 2 million. And we had the big month of uh, June. So, so far this month, we're beating uh, uh, what the whole sales were for the month in April. So some incredible numbers for Silver Eagles. 
And it's very much uh, the same with gold so far this month in July, the number of ounces. And this also includes the, um, you know, the fractional pieces and so forth. But the majority of it is done in one-ounce coins, 30,000 for the month. Uh, Last month for June, there were 76,000 one-ounce American gold eagles sold. And that followed on the heels of January, which was 81,000. So um, incredible month for June for one ounce gold eagles. So something's in the air. There's a lot yeah, of people and, buying, and, and and then you have all these low low numbers. <laughs> yeah, I know. And as we it's frustrating, talk, it's maddening. Yeah, but it's a great buying opportunity. It's a great buying opportunity. That's what it comes down to. It's a spectacular, and some people understand that, and they're saying, I'm buying. All right, they're in, and that's why the numbers are up so high. And why is it such a spectacular buying opportunity? And the answer is because the paper markets are holding the prices down for paper gold instruments and, and paper silver instruments, and those numbers don't really reflect physical value at all. There have been people who've estimated as much as 100 ounces of, of paper gold exists for every one ounce that's available for delivery. Now, I don't know that that's the exact ratio right now, but the point is they're selling 100 ounces. They are selling roughly 100 ounces of paper gold for every one ounce of physical gold that's, that's, that's available for delivery. And when you look at that, that's equivalent to me selling Cadillacs. And I've got one Cadillac out in front of my little, my little store here where I'm selling Cadillacs. And I've got 100 people that are paying for the Cadillac. And we're betting that they're not going to take delivery. All right? But if they ever do, the price of that Cadillac is going to go, it's going to skyrocket. And so long as people aren't taking delivery, we can get by with this little game. And we can allow the paper. I'm selling paper Cadillacs. And we can give hellacious deals and prices are down. And people say, oh, my gosh, I can buy a Cadillac, a new Cadillac for $10,000. And yay. But you're buying a paper Cadillac. You're not buying a real physical Cadillac. And when people figure this out and start to take delivery on their Cadillacs or take delivery on their gold coins, the price is going to jump dramatically. For the moment, prices are falling, and all it means is because of the disconnect between the legitimate price of physical gold and physical silver and the prices we're getting on comics and from the London bullion market and whatever, they're paper gold. It's it's like... Promising to, it's it's a little like promising to sell Cadillacs at the price of uh, used Volkswagens, new Cadillacs at the price of used Volkswagens. That's what's going on right now. People who understand this are buying, and ironically, crazily, right? They buy the physical coins, they buy the physical gold, and it's not pushing price the price upward. Uh, the whole thing becomes irrational, but this is not simply my observation. This is, a, this is an article from Value Walk, and the headline is, Gold and Silver Spot Prices Increasingly Detached from Reality. Now, this is basically 
a mainstream media outlet. All right, this isn't exactly mainstream, but this is a credible outlet. <clears throat> and the article again, gold and silver prices increasingly detached from reality. And my reaction to that is, well, duh. We've claimed that the prices of gold and silver have been manipulated and intentionally suppressed for a decade or more. Now, I don't mean that my personally, I've been doing this, but what I mean is GATA has, Gold Antitrust Action Committee, they've been aware of a decade of, of price manipulation. The price manipulation is the reason why this article observes that the prices of gold and silver are, quote, increasingly detached from reality. That reality is a true free market price for physical gold. And we're not getting that. We're selling gold at the price, we're selling physical gold at the price of paper gold, which is just crazy. It's like selling, it's the equivalent of selling yachts for the price of a picture of a yacht. Right? That's what's going on here. And some people are seeing through this and say, no, I want the yacht. Because the yacht is being sold at the price of a paper picture of the yacht. Same thing is happening with gold and silver. This article goes on and says, an insolvent Greece has defaulted. Predictably, many Greek citizens responded to the crisis and bought gold coins. So did a lot of people here in the U.S. and around the world. You just wouldn't know it from looking at spot prices. The regular disconnect between the futures markets, where the spot price, and this is for paper gold certificates, the, the disconnect between the futures market, where spot price for paper are, are set, and the physical markets reveals a growing problem. We've been telling you about this for years, and we've even been saying, listen, this is not just, this is frustrating and annoying on one level, but it creates spectacular buying opportunities. The prices of gold and silver are irrationally, the prices for physical gold and silver are irrationally low. Irrationally low. Why? Because they're being set by the paper gold markets. And, you know, I've been warning you for years, and here is a relatively mainstream publication saying, oh my gosh, they're, they're, the price of physical gold is detached from reality. Um, the, the talk about this growing problem, the link between spot price and physical demand is thin at best. That is why the base price for gold coins in Athens coin shop can get cheaper, but the all-in cost of buying the coins goes up as the line of buyers grows. I think they mean it doesn't go up. Um, in any case, the disconnect has to do with the mechanism for setting the spot price, the futures markets. The exchanges are supposed to be meeting a meeting place for rational buyers and sellers evaluating fundamentals and making decisions about what a fair price, about what is a fair price. But in reality, the exchanges are dominated by major banks and brokerages employing high-frequency trading computers, derivatives, and other tools to manufacture a price. They are manufacturing a price for paper debt instruments. And the great ironic situation here is the world is accepting the argument that the price of the paper debt instruments should be the price of physical gold. And as a result, we see people, more and more people are taking silver and taking gold, and yet the price isn't rising. 
It's because of this wag-the-dog phenomena that exists between the paper market and the gold market. And the gist of this article is that, uh, is that, that that link between the paper markets and the gold and the physical gold markets is strained to the point of breaking. And when it does break, this is the moment we've used the analogy over the years where people have a beach ball and the price of gold is being held down to the bottom of the pool as a beach ball. But if you let go, that beach ball is going to come shooting up through the surface of the water, through the water and up through the surface of the water. It's going to jump up, up into the air. It's going to rise dramatically when it breaks loose. And this article implies that the break loose moment is not so far from now. Um, some argue that the ratio of, again, we talked about it, the ratio of paper ounces of, of claimed gold to actual physical gold available for delivery is in the neighborhood of 100 to 1. There's 100 ounces of paper gold that are set in price and only one little ounce of physical gold to be delivered. The paper gold dominates because we are equating that paper gold price with the physical. Is it annoying? Yes. Is it troublesome for anyone who's stacked up? Um, if you had 100 gold coins, is it bothersome and troublesome that you're not getting a fair price on your gold coins at this moment? They might be worth $150,000, depending on how many are collectibles and how many are are just bullion, you might have 150000 If the price wasn't manipulated, the price of your coins might be worth, who knows, $300,000 or half a million or more. Could be. But, you know, they give you lemons, you make lemonade. If they're going to artificially suppress the price of physical gold and physical silver, all that means is now's the time to buy. Back the truck up to the loading dock. You understand? Fill the back end of my pickup truck up with gold until the axles begin to bend and the tires look like they're going to pop. And then I'll haul that gold over to my place. I'll dump it off in the front yard, the backyard, wherever. And don't you close your store because I'm going to be back for another load. They're giving the stuff away right now. And they can't do it forever. And the implication is you want to take advantage of that price opportunity. Now, here's a second story that touches on, yeah, it requires some guessing and some interpretation. We don't know exactly what, we know something is going on, and there's parts we, know, parts we do know, parts we don't know. The headline, and this is, ZeroHedge.com provided the original information. Um, Citigroup is making a huge bet on price moves in precious metals. That's the headline. Right now, Citigroup Incorporated is loading up on options for precious metals. ZeroHedge reports that the bank now has $50 billion in total exposure, more than 10 times what it had at the beginning of the year. Beginning of the year, they had $5 billion of exposure. Here we are halfway through the year. They have $50 billion worth of exposure. Citigroup knows something is about to happen. Investors have to guess about Citi's intent, however, with regards to price. They report only the size, not the composition of their options exposure. We don't know for sure whether Citigroup are betting on higher or lower prices for gold. 
in a reasonable world, this is, this, you know, from my perspective, Citigroup has to be betting on higher prices, much higher prices. In the end, how, much, how low can gold go to justify a $50 billion bet on a lower gold price? If gold fell $500, right, another $500 and drop down the very vicinity of 700 bucks. Citigroup can make some money by betting by going short on that if they knew the, this was going to happen. But how long before gold bounced back to where it is today? And on the other hand, how high could gold go in the next months or years? 3,000, 5,000, 10,000, 50,000? Gold can't go down more than another $500 in anybody's imagination. All right. That's a big move. All right. And in fact, it would suit me just fine if the price of gold dropped to 50 bucks an ounce. I'm so deep. Oh, that'd be terrible. No. Think of how much gold you could buy at $50 an ounce. I'm sitting here thinking, oh, my God, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Price of gold goes down to $50 an ounce. Again, there's, there's me in the pickup truck backing up to the loading dock and just fill it up to the axles start to break. All right. I'm going to take every bit I can get at that price. And when you stop to think about it, you say, oh, you know, actually, that's, that's right. Think how much gold you could buy if it was 50 bucks an ounce right now. Huh? What an extraordinary buying opportunity. But even at $1,100, $1,200 an ounce, it's an extraordinary buying opportunity. Now, we don't know whether Citigroup is making a big bet. We don't, $50 billion. We don't know whether they're betting that the price of gold is going to go up or going down. It should be a bet in a reasonable world that isn't dominated by crooks and charlatans um, fundamentals indicate to me that the price of gold has to go dramatically higher. That's what they should be doing. <clears throat> if they were betting on lower prices of gold, I don't see how you can drive it down more than $500, if that's even possible. And then how long can you sustain it before you start losing a big chunk of your $50 billion? But how high could gold go? Can't go much. It can't go down a lot from where it is, but it could go dramatically higher. There are reasonable people who've talked about the price of gold going up to fifty thousand dollars an ounce. I'm not. I'm not making that as a projection or prediction or whatever. I'm just saying reasonable people have bandied that figure around. But there's no question it can go three thousand, five thousand, maybe ten thousand. Now that's the kind of movement. If you can get that kind of a move and you've got $50 billion invested, you can make an extraordinary amount of money. Logic suggests that Citigroup is betting $50 billion that the price of gold is going up. We don't know that to be true, um, but logic suggests that is the most probable explanation. And we're going to take a break, more commercials. Melody and I will be back in a moment, and we'll discuss this extraordinary buy by Citigroup when we come back. Please stay tuned to Financial Survival. Since the 
the beginning of the United States, kings have sought it. Nations have fought for it. It has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. Don't make the aspirin mistake. Aspirin was discovered by mistake during World War II and suppresses your immune system and prevents blood clotting. Don't expose your body to risk when you can use a natural inflammation and pain reliever called Extra Strength Pain Relief by Apothecary Herbs. Discover the power this formula has with Salicin to enter the system in 60 seconds to work hard and relieve pain for 12 hours. Whether it's arthritis, sports injury, or flu, you can relieve aches, pain, and swelling with our Extra Strength Pain Relief Formula. Call Apothecary Herbs now, toll-free, 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 704-875-8010 or order online at the 3 wsthepowerherbscom I'm Alfred Addis here with Melody Cedarstrom on financial survival, and we've been talking about this article that Citigroup is making a huge bet on price moves in precious metals. They have increased from a $5 billion investment in precious metals and options to a $50 billion investment in precious metal options um, just this year. All right, since the beginning of the year, they've gone up by a factor of 10. That indicates they think something big is about to happen. Uh, the question is Citigroup betting, the, the big question here is Citigroup betting $50 billion because they, they employ very talented analysts who have carefully calculated the fundamentals, uh, and are about to, that are about to push the price of gold, physical gold dramatically higher. Is that why they're doing this? Because their analysts say, look, this is, this is a heck of a deal. We got to get in this because it's going to jump here in just a little while. Or is Citigroup pacing a $50 billion, a $50 billion bet because they know the fix is in and the price of gold will be dramatically manipulated in the next few months? If Citigroup is betting $50 billion because the fix is in, then the gold market might be destined for a dramatic upswing or a dramatic downswing. It just depends on how, the, how this thing has been fixed. So long as the market is fixed, the price could go way up or way down. If Citigroup is uh, betting $50 billion on fundamentals, they must be betting that the price of gold is about to skyrocket because that's what the fundamentals are going to tell us. 
If Citigroup is betting in part because, for example, on the markets, there's 100 ounces of paper gold that are setting the price of the one ounce of physical gold. Sooner or later, that just, you know, it's like 50 pieces of, I've got an ounce of gold over here, and I've got 50 pieces of paper in my left hand and an ounce of gold in my right hand. And people are trying to tell us that the 50 or 100 pieces of paper in my left hand are worth as much as the ounce of gold in my right hand. And it's just crazy. It's irrational, and yet we have allowed this to take place. Um, it's one of the reasons why the price of gold has to go up dramatically at some point in the future and not 10 years from now or five years from now. But is it going to happen this year? Um, one of the other reasons I'm inclined to think that Citigroup is betting that the price of gold is going to go up, physical gold is going to go up, is because the Shanghai Gold Exchange announced last month that before this year was out, and it could happen as early as September, October, November. We're not talking about this is going to happen at December 31st. They said before the end of this year, they're going to start setting the physical price of gold or the price of physical gold. And if they do, I guarantee that price will not be lower than the paper price than the price of paper gold that we got out of the United the American markets right now. It will be a higher price. I think it's part of the reason why Citigroup is sitting back and saying, look, the price of physical gold is going up. We want to take advantage. It's going to probably go up dramatically. We want to buy, we want to buy under the premise that the price is going to rise. We don't know that that's what Citigroup is thinking, but it does appear it's probably so. Um, one thing is sure, according to this article, people around the world concerned about events in Europe are turning to physical gold and silver, but those folks aren't setting spot prices. Paper market is controlling price, defying reality, creating this disconnect. They say that J.P. Morgan is in on this also. They will also be betting, but what they're doing remains to be seen. Are they betting up or down? Um, the ounces of metal printed on the futures contracts dwarf the actual numbers in the exchange vaults. Again, they're telling us that there's 100 pieces of paper in the left hand and one ounce of gold in the other one. Which one do you want? The 100 pieces of paper are controlling the price of the physical gold in the right hand. Um, High-frequency trading concentrations and derivative position make the connection between paper price and the physical supply and demand even more tenuous. The article is telling us that the link between the paper price of gold and the price of physical gold is being stretched to the breaking point. That link has allowed the tail, again, that would be the paper prices, to wag the dog, which would be the physical gold prices for a decade or more. If that link breaks, then all the pent-up energy in physical gold should break loose in the form of skyrocketing prices. It's conceivable that Citigroup is betting $50 billion to somehow protect that link between the paper gold and physical gold. They may have some angle going on where they think they can maintain this increasingly tenuous link, and maybe that's their objective. But odds are that given particularly the Shanghai Gold Exchange is going to start setting the physical price of gold before the end of this year, could be September, October. doesn't have to be December. 
if they're going to set that physical gold, we're going to see that price for physical gold rise dramatically. Those of you that have physical gold, if you'll be patient for another six months or so, I think you're going to see something very, you're going to be pleased with what happens. And those of you who look at this the way I do are going to say, hey, this is an extraordinary buying opportunity. Get in there and get it now. They're, they're essentially giving it away. They're giving away, again, you can get an ounce of gold for the price of 100 sheets of paper. That's essentially what's happening right now. That's, you know, it's a metaphor. But the price of paper gold, we've got 50 ounces of paper gold over here, and we've got one ounce of physical gold in my right hand. Which one do you want? The world is taking the paper gold right now, but the world is going to stop doing that pretty quickly. And when it does, price of paper gold, price, price of physical gold, excuse me, is going to jump and jump dramatically. Uh, does that make any sense, Melody? Absolutely. And you know, folks got to remember too these these banks, Citibank, J.P. Morgan, they ride both sides of the trade. They run it down mm-hmm. and they ride it up. And uh, this isn't anything new. And you're absolutely right. They have. You know, there isn't much more downside to these metals. And certainly, if you were looking at a trade, you'd be, you would want to take the position to the higher upside. Yep. And uh, it's certainly... Uh, um, it's easier to run with the wind than it is to run against it. Yeah. So, you uh, know, it's, so, you know, you'd have to say that absolutely we're very close to these bottoms. And it is a great buying opportunity. And... Um, and, and it's borne out by the numbers you were reading from the Mint. Absolutely. There's people who get this. They're giving the gold and silver away. That's why the Mint had to shut down sales for a while. They can't afford to give it away anymore to the extent that they have. It may be that they've just exhausted their supply. Whatever their reason is, it, it's not for lack of business. People are buying, and the price isn't going up. Demand is increasing, but the price isn't going up. How long can that be sustained? Not long. I wouldn't think so. Not long. Here's an interesting bit on the Greek. Uh, today, the White House, Obama, and Greek Prime Minister Cyprus, uh, they spoke by telephone this morning. And it's the first known phone call between the two leaders since the weekend referendum, of course, which agree uh, rejected the, 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 the creditor uh, proposals. And, you know, it's like... Why are we involved? <laughs> you know, why are we involved in their group meetings and so forth? And uh, it, it does kind of question uh, to the degree, the seriousness of, uh, you know, maybe it is uh, certainly a, a bigger problem than uh, perhaps they're, they're willing to admit. The Greek Prime Minister uh, Alexis Tsipras, he, he strode into a summit of the Eurozone leaders with a beaming smile today. And, of course, the uh, creditors were a little more angry uh, after it became clear that he had no written proposal on how to save, um, you know, his his country. So uh, the Greek banks are just days away from a potential collapse. And uh, so they were expecting him to come up with some sort of economic reform. And uh, instead he said... Uh, he would present a plan on Wednesday. And uh, he says, you know, there was a promise for today. Then they're promising for tomorrow. Uh, this is what the uh, Lithuanian president has said. And uh, he says for the Greek government, it's every time 
manana. And uh, so, you know, Cyprus is uh, smiling with his uh, victory um, from the Sunday's referendum, and uh, he's kind of ticking them off. And perhaps probably hitting the ouzo a little bit too. <laughs> you say, you know, Maybe. Hey, how you guys doing? Ouzo's good. Yeah, <laughs> it is. I enjoy a little ouzo every now and then. But uh, but certainly, uh, you know, perhaps this is why Obama got involved this morning, and uh, we'll see what happens on Wednesday. I'd bet that Obama's involved because Russia's involved. Perhaps. At least peripherally. Yes. How extensively they're involved or whether they're going to be involved. But the United States is concerned that Russia well, going to make inroads into Greece. And from that perspective, they, we have to get in there to try to stop the Russians from making inroads. And well, not only, not only that, because you have Obama working on the trade, uh, trade agreement with the European Union, too. You know, not just the TPP. He's working on several trade uh, uh, agreements. So that's... Uh, probably a combination of all of the above yeah i agree that's one of those things or maybe just he maybe just dialed the wrong number you know you hit the wrong little button on your phone and on he his was way meaning, he was meaning to dial Domino's to get a pizza and he got grease on his way to the, these things happen no on the way to the golf course well maybe so here's something from reuters IMF tells Greece it cannot provide money due to missed payments. The International Monetary Fund told Greece on Monday it could not provide funds to countries that had missed payments due to the international lender. Okay. Um, IMF Managing Director Christine Lagarde spoke to Greek Prime Minister Alexis Tsipras about the Greek people's rejection in the referendum of bailout terms of international lenders. The managing director, that would be Christine Lagarde, explained the fund's inability to disperse under its arrears policy. They can't, gee, we'd like to, boy, we'd like to help you guys, you know. But our our arrears policy is such that hmm, you missed one payment and therefore we can't give you any more money. Now that's an interesting argument, but they're telling us because Greece, Greece missed one payment, the IMF will no longer be able to help Greece. And they're saying, I think they're saying they're not going to be able to give any more money to the Greek banks. All right, this is a threat. But Greece hasn't made a single major payment on its own probably in five years. Every major payment was in fact paid by some other entity lending money to Greece to allow Greece to appear to pay its bills when in fact it has not. So if Greece hasn't made a single major payment on its own in the past five years, why does it matter to the IMF that Greece once again hasn't actually made another payment? The past five years of extend and pretend drama has been nothing but theater and fiction. The explanation for the IMF's sudden determination uh, to be guided by its policy, gee, we can't lend to people who don't pay their bills, is seen, uh, Paul Krugman wrote about it, we're not going to have a chance to get into this in depth, but Krugman described this as a blessing for Greece. He said the story echoed in many ways by the business press is that the failure of the Greeks to uh, the failure of government, the the IMF and the ECB to bully Greece into acquiescence 
was a triumph of irrationality and irresponsibility over sound technocratic advice, but the campaign of bullying, the attempt to terrify Greeks by cutting off bank financing and threatening general chaos has been a shameful moment in European history. Um, I think Krugman's right. There's more to his article, and we won't get into it. I don't think we're going to get into it right now. We're going to run out of time, but there, you know, everyone understands there's a problem in Greece, and I think Greece is perhaps doing the right thing here. Uh, there's one email that I saw from Miss Shedlock published, and he says someone from Greece who said, "I don't have dreams for my lifetime anymore, and I haven't even begun to live. I'm 30 years old, unemployed." For five years, we've suffered, and we are no better off. Before the IMF came, the Greek debt was around 118% of gross domestic product. After two bailouts, the debt is now close to 175% of GDP. Is that, is that progress? And he's right. The Greeks got sucked into something where they're going deeper and deeper and deeper into debt, and somebody has awakened and said, look, the solution to our problem, we've got to get out of this debt. No matter what, we've got to get out of this debt. It won't be fun. It won't be easy. It will be painful. The creditors are going to try to make Greece pay big time. They're going to make them suffer if they have the opportunity to do so. At least that's the indication at the moment. They're going to come up with some cock and bull story. Gee, we can't lend you any more money because it's contrary to some policy. Ah, bunk. They could lend them as much as they need. They want control of Greece. Greece is fighting for control. Greece, in its own way, I think, is fighting for its own sovereignty. I'm proud of them. We're out of time, folks. I'm Alfred Adisk here with Melody Cedarstrom on Financial Survival. Be back tomorrow. In the meantime, with the good Lord bless you, me, Melody, and Frank, the producer. Bye-bye. all day to pay the bills I have to pay. Pain is Still there never seems to be a single penny left for me. That's too fast. In my dreams, I have a plan. If I got me a wealthy man, I wouldn't have to work at all. I'd fool around and have a fall. Are you concerned about prescription drug dependency to stay healthy? Are you worried that the cost and availability of your medications may put your health at risk? Perhaps it's time you consider a natural, safe, and effective way to deal with your health problems. If only you knew where to start. Start right here. Tune in to Herb Talk Live with herbalist Wendy Wilson every Tuesday and Thursday evening, 7 p.m. on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, where your health care options just became endless. 
Can your family survive a food shortage lasting two weeks, six months, or maybe longer? Sound far-fetched? We live in precarious times. There is an ever-increasing possibility of food shortages caused by terrorist attacks, natural disasters, truck strikes, or monetary collapse. You owe it to yourself and family to prepare, and you can by getting a supply of our long-storing, freeze-dried, and dehydrated foods. Our foods are time-tested to store for decades, require a minimum of time and energy to prepare while maintaining superior nutritional value, freshness, and taste. Our foods were designed for the space program and are in constant use today by our own nuclear submarine service. Contact the Freeze Dry Guy today at freezedryguy at landset.com. That's freezedryguy at l-a-n-s-e-t.com or call 530-265-8333. 530-265-8333. And let them know you heard it on American Boys Radio. Countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from ABR. The ABR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for one forty. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. What makes deep sea salt from France so different? Up from the ocean depths in the south of France flow undersea rivers of pristine sea water. At high tide, the prepared salt ponds are filled with this water. Over spring and summer, processed only by ocean breezes and sunshine, the brine thickens and salt crystals float to the top. These are harvested with nets and deposited on wooden drainage flats to dry. The salt is then gathered up, packaged, and shipped around the world. This salt is much more than a box of lifeless sodium chloride. Soldiers worth their salt were once paid with this valuable commodity. It contains 78 to 84 balancing elements. This is living salt, and once you have tasted it, you will never go back to anything else. I've seen this salt in gourmet shops for $30 a pound. Get it now at 4spectrum.us for under $8 a pound. Order 10 pounds and enter the coupon code AVRSALT at checkout and save $20. Ships free to your door or call 800-581-8906. Order today. Fighting soldiers from the sky Fearless men who jump and die Men who mean just what they say The brave men of the Green Beret Silver wings upon their chest These are men America's best 100 men will test today but only three when the green beret trained to live off nature's land trained in combat 
right to everybody. Wow. The 4th of July is over. I hope it was sane, and I hope it was safe for you. Uh, I know out here in the desert uh, where I live, about 50 miles southwest of lost wages, uh, people uh, seem to think 4th of July is a good opportunity to go out and test fire all our weapons. And, uh, you know, people will shoot up in the air. They forget that uh, what goes up must come down. Anyway, uh, things went well. The American Legion out here in Little Sandy Valley uh, won the uh, first prize for the best float, uh, which on 4th of July is the way it ought to be. You know, most patriotic, that kind of stuff. Anyway, I hope that you had a new flag up. I hope that you and your family gave some thought between hot dogs and hamburgers and stuff like that, uh, that freedom isn't free, and that uh, we Americans, it's our responsibility, our duty to fight for right. And uh, when I think about uh, how people seem today to not want to get involved, and I see predators that uh, would just uh, devour. They seem to have no conscience. Matter of fact, I've already talked to you about it. I'm sure they don't have any conscience. Uh, They think it's perfectly all right to take anything. That means take your life. It means uh, take your life literally or take your life figuratively uh, by means of abuse. And uh, there needs to be champions that will stand up for what is right, even though nobody else is around and nobody might know and you might get hurt. Nevertheless, uh, think about that uh, this could be your last day on this earth and uh, think about do you have any virtues that you have uh, been able to make deposits from time to time of these things which are right. You can't buy them. They are morally right. And they take uh, moral and physical courage. But yet these are the things where your treasure, and Christ even told us, seek ye your treasure in heaven. And so uh, it's important. Think, if this was the last day on earth for you, how would you feel about coming before our Maker? And what would be in your deposit box in heaven, things that you have done that were right, that were priceless to the person who was the recipient, maybe the victim that you saved, the person you gave a ride to along a 
stormy or dark or a dangerous uh, highway. Anyway, I won't try to outdo your own imagination in things that you do. I just want to remind you, don't miss the opportunity to do things that are right. Now, speaking about right and wrong, uh, sometimes uh, we have to understand that uh, everything isn't responsible uh, to God. In other words, I almost quit believing in God once in combat when I just couldn't take it anymore. Uh, As far as seeing uh, little children uh, become brutalized, lose their limbs, that means that they are, you know, they are harmed for life. They'll never have a leg or an arm. They're going to go through life, uh, you know, with these horrible scars. Because of the war that we were fighting. And when you think of it, we got about five wars going on right now. How many young men and women in America may be close to giving up on God because they don't understand it isn't God doing these awful things. Satan is the prince of this world. Satan has tremendous power on this earth. Yes, God can intervene. Yes, God can send Gabriel to deliver a message uh, to Daniel. And Satan can prevent Gabriel unless Michael shows up. And yes, Satan takes, this is before Christ, the bodies of those who die, even though they may be righteous. And remember that God sent Michael, because he knew that Gabriel wasn't capable. Gabriel's his messenger. So he sent Michael, the chief of the archangels, to get the body of Moses. God did not want. So isn't it it interesting? If God... uh, could just make a thought, hey, Satan, I want the body of Moses. Deliver him here now. And God is God. But what happens? God has allowed Satan certain power. And one of those things is that Satan took the bodies of even the righteous dead before Christ, because there were none who had not sinned, except Enoch. Remember Enoch? There's a couple of guys. The first one that got beamed up was Enoch and his community. It says that there was no wrong found in them. So Satan didn't have any power over them. Almighty God actually... Uh, brought Enoch to him. Now, 
Another person that, that had to, it's a great story in the Bible, uh, is Elijah. He came to get Elijah in a golden chariot. So Satan didn't have any, didn't have any chance at Elijah's body. And in the case of Moses, Moses wasn't allowed to go into the promised land. Remember, Joshua took Israel into the promised land. But Moses uh, went off there after he had said his peace, and he died. Well, at that time, Satan took charge of Moses' body because Moses had sinned. And Christ had not yet come to shed his blood in the new and everlasting covenant that Moses, all of his sins would be forgiven. So they weren't in hell. They were in a place uh, in the Hebrew name called Sheol. Now, Satan had Moses. Michael goes to Satan and says, I need the body of Moses, and Satan says no. Well, all Michael said was, quote, May the Lord rebuke you. Whoa. Well, we know that uh, Moses ends up in the hands of God because when Christ is arisen after his crucifixion, and while he is upon the earth, he takes Peter, James, and John. They go to this uh, special place, and wham, there's this beautiful occurrence. God speaks. Peter, James, and John can see Christ, their master, speaking to Moses and Elijah. Because we know that because Peter says to Christ, let us build three altars to honor you and Moses and Elijah. Wow. So think yourself. Now Christ has come. Now Christ's blood is the atonement for all of our sins if we will accept it. Now if we reject it, then we've rejected God's plan of salvation. And we are told, as I've mentioned, that God can even deny you your mind, your conscience, from knowing right from wrong. Can you imagine that? Some people know what's right. They know what's wrong. They choose wrong. But what if God had taken it away? There's hardly no hope for those people. Those people are more unlike the uh, the person who would deny Christ, deny uh, the Holy Spirit. Well, as I look in Florida today, uh, there's a lot of things that I that happened that I don't understand. When I was over in Vietnam, 
I saw children being killed and maimed, and I just I just reached a point where I couldn't take it anymore, and I just screamed out, "Father, why, why these children?" And I just chose at that moment to no longer believe that there could be a loving, gracious God. And at that instant, see, that's how I know God can be everywhere. Because I was in hell. I was in Vietnam uh, in, at that time alone. And I just, I, I had just, I couldn't stand it anymore. And his spirit spoke very clearly to me. There's no magnification. It's in English, at least it was to me. And uh, there isn't any accent. You don't need to have, say, could you speak a little louder? Or don't yell at me. And every word's perfectly clear. And what the Spirit said to me was, this hurts me more than you. This is not my war. This is your war. But understand this, the innocence must suffer that the guilty be punished. It helped me to understand the war. I instantly went on believing and knowing that God is and praising God for his Holy Spirit that will come and save us at these times when we are so weak. Well, today in Orlando, there in Orange County, Florida, a seven-woman, five-man jury uh, came back after 11 hours of deliberation and found Casey Marie Anthony not guilty of murdering her two-and-a-half-year-old sweet baby girl, Kaylee Anthony. And they found, all 12 of them, that she wasn't guilty of manslaughter, aggravated manslaughter. She wasn't guilty of aggravated child abuse. Those were the three felonies that she was accused of. She was indicted back in October 2008. Uh, she's been in uh, jail for three years. And I watched this like maybe you did. The trial actually started, well, let's see, not the trial didn't start, but the uh, the little girl went missing way back in 16 June 2008. And so uh, there's been all of this time that is since 2008 until today, they finally arrested KC. Casey had said that her daughter, uh, she lied to everybody, including 
her dad, her mom, her brothers, her friends. She said that, uh, first of all, that Casey had gone uh, with a uh, nanny. The nanny had kidnapped Casey. Then it was discovered that there never had been a nanny. So Casey was lying. And Casey was missing for 31 days. Casey's grandmother finally said, where is my granddaughter? Her body was found not far from where Casey was living with uh, her mom and dad. The body was in a bag, several bags. It was in a swampy area, wooded area, not far from the Anthony home. It had putrefied. There was a strong smell of chloroform. And they had the same smell of death in Casey Anthony's car, where apparently she had uh, been, she had placed the body and just left it there and had been driving around. She got a tattoo uh, in Italian. Bella, beautiful, vista, life, bella vista, Tattooed on her shoulder. She was out partying. And uh, the prosecution, I thought, did a decent job in presenting evidence. There was no question that little Kay Lee was murdered. There was no question that was her body. Duct tape had been put over her mouth and her nose. They found that on Casey's computer that she had been looking up uses of chloroform, how to break someone's neck. Her mother even said, well, I I was looking that up, but they proved that the mother was at work the days that Casey was on the computer researching premeditatedly planning to get rid of her daughter two and a half years old little Kaylee why because she wanted to live the Bella Vista she wanted to live the beautiful life so she's out partying Anyway, the homicide is still not solved because that jury came back in and said that she was guilty of just four things. Lying. My gosh, if you find the defendant guilty on four counts of lying to the FBI, lying to the Orange County Sheriff's Office, lying to these other investigators. Four counts 
Now, each count of lying to law enforcement carries with it one year in prison. It's not a felony. It's a high misdemeanor. But it's one year and $1,000. So the penalty phase, which could have been death had the jury found her guilty of murder or aggravated child abuse or manslaughter, but they found her innocent, not guilty. I don't have any idea what went on. But wouldn't it be interesting to have been a fly on the wall? How can a jury with just a tsunami of evidence and this little two-and-a-half-year-old? Now, I can imagine the jury saying, well, she's dead. Why would we want to find uh, KC uh, guilty and then possibly she would face the death penalty? Her little daughter's already dead. Uh I don't know what they, what their logic is. I know that in Florida, until most recently, you could come from anywhere in the U.S. and buy the most potent pain pills. They just dispense them, hundreds of them. People from all over America would come in and uh, buy pain pills in Florida take them back. This guy that walked into a New York pharmacy and shot and killed four people, it was so that he could steal this Oxycontin, which is a powerful painkiller. Once you get hooked on it, you don't get high, you just get normal. In other words, you're down. You've got to take a lot of this stuff. This stuff sells for $50 a pop. And it is people go down to Florida and legally get it prescribed through these pill factories. I know that that's weird. You can't do it anywhere else that I know of. So they come from Texas. They come Kentucky is the most pill-addicted uh, people. In the United States, they say. And so I know that Florida, just the governor, has just changed and made it so that you just can't walk in and uh, get these pill factories. To, if you And they, oh, it's expensive. You give them $1,000, but you can sell what you paid 1000 for in Florida. You can sell it. For five or ten thousand on the streets of other states, but this guy in New York obviously had run out of pills that he probably bought from somebody that had been down to Florida, and he needed them to get back up to normal, and so he shot and killed four people in the pharmacy. I know that uh, it was Florida, Pinellas Park, where the jury's from, Pinellas County. That's where the jury came from. The trial took place in Orange County. But they wanted a jury that wasn't from the same hometown as uh, KC and the family. 
So they got a jury out of Pinellas County. I know that Judge uh, Moore and that uh, Shivo, that's a place where they starve that little girl to death. Took her 11 days to die because Judge uh, Greer, I'm sorry, what his name, Judge Greer, he's part of the Hemlock Society. They like to get rid of little children with uh, uh, defects. They like to get rid of old people. They like to get rid of anyone who, well, like uh, Terry Schiavo. I think she was choked. I think her brain was deprived of oxygen. And so I believe that uh, her husband then worked with just Judge Greer, and uh, they killed her. It It is Article 3, Judicial Homicide. Anyway... KC is innocent. She'll probably walk on Thursday because she's already done three years waiting for this trial. So stay with American Voice Radio. We've got interesting information I want to pass on to you, and you're going to need to be able to explain some things, uh, maybe to people who are confused, just like a whole bunch of people all over America that has been watching this trial. Stay with us. Freedom Calls. family survive a food shortage lasting two weeks, six months, or maybe longer? Sound far-fetched? We live in precarious times. There is an ever-increasing possibility of food shortages caused by terrorist attacks, natural disasters, truck strikes, or monetary collapse. You owe it to yourself and family to prepare, and you can by getting a supply of our long-storing, freeze-dried, and dehydrated foods. Our foods are time-tested to store for decades, require a minimum of time and energy to prepare, while maintaining superior nutritional value, freshness, and taste. Our foods were designed for the space program and are in constant use today by our own nuclear submarine service. Contact the Freeze Dry Guy today at freezedryguy at lancet.com. That's freezedryguy at l-a-n-s-e-t.com or call 530-265-8333. 530-265-8333. And let them know you heard it on American Voice Radio. Using 
your cell phone for business or staying in touch with family, your cell phone use is increasing. Use the Wave Shield, developed for ultimate cellular protection. The Wave Shield blocks, reduces, and deflects up to 97% of the radiation from entering the soft tissue of your ear. The Wave Shield, made of a patented mesh material, is proven and tested to block radiation without affecting reception. Order your Wave Shield today for only $19.95. Did he just say $19.95? Hey, times are tough, so American Voice Radio Network is cutting the price to $17.95. That's right, $17.95 plus mailing. You can protect yourself, family, and friends from cell phone danger to your inner ear. $17.95 at TheAmericanVoice.com. That's the superstore at TheAmericanVoice.com. $17.95 plus mailing. Order now. What makes deep sea salt from France so different? Up from the ocean depths in the south of France flow undersea rivers of pristine sea water. At high tide, the prepared salt ponds are filled with this water. Over spring and summer, processed only by ocean breezes and sunshine, the brine thickens and salt crystals float to the top. These are harvested with nets and deposited on wooden drainage flats to dry. The salt is then gathered up, packaged, and shipped around the world. This salt is much more than a box of lifeless sodium chloride. Soldiers worth their salt were once paid with this valuable commodity. It contains 78 to 84 balancing elements. This is living salt, and once you have tasted it, you will never go back to anything else. I've seen this salt in gourmet shops for $30 a pound. Get it now at 4spectrum.us for under $8 a pound. Order 10 pounds and enter the coupon code AVRSALT at checkout and save $20. Ships free to your door or call 800-581-8906. Order today. American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices.
All right, guys, we're back with you on Freedom Call. Uh, this is Tuesday, and we've gotten through the 4th, uh, hopefully, safely. And uh, we were talking about uh, the trial of Casey Anthony. We're talking about the murder or homicide of a little two-and-a-half-year-old girl, Kaylee Anthony, which is Casey's daughter, and that Casey was found guilty on four counts of lying, but she was found innocent on all of the three, there are three counts that had to do with the murder, the death, the abuse. And if you can't believe anything that uh, Casey says, because the jury agreed there's four, four times that uh, they had charged her with that she, uh, no question, had told a different story every time. She's a liar. Somebody killed that little girl horribly. And now the case is still open because there was nothing other than the fact that in shock, <laughs> everybody that I've heard so far, even these weird people you know, that are, seem to be uh, almost just proud of being liberal uh, rather than really being liberal, they like to act like they're liberal, even they are shocked. Nobody can believe that uh, Casey, who was out uh, drinking, dancing, has a beautiful life, an Italian tattooed uh, on her left back shoulder. I mean, uh, here's a, a woman that just sits there, stoic, with her mouth pooched out, like maybe you could... Uh, stick her on to a Velcro, and uh, she wouldn't come off. Her lips would, she was, uh, the whole time. Only a couple of times was there a little emotion shown. This trial went on and on. And everybody, including the prosecutors, I think everyone. But what's interesting is the jury comes from Pinellas. Now, you may say, Oh, bowl. Florida is a wonderful, beautiful place. A lot of strange things happen. Rich people, for example, uh, they build a house on the beach. And the house, uh, they usually put in $150,000. You know why? Because that is what the government will give you to replace your house if when it is blown away by a hurricane or some other uh, huge uh, catastrophic event of nature. And so all these people, you think, how in the world can people keep uh, rebuilding these houses? The government pays them $150,000, and they put that money back into restoring, updating. Uh, maybe the whole house wasn't destroyed, so they use a piece of it. It's strange. Uh, it's the only place, as I've already said, where you can buy tons, unlimited amount of uh, Xanax. Uh, I don't know. Uh, all this, the, this legal prescription, Oxycontin, uh, this uh, Oxycodone, and 
people come from all over the United States. They fly in. They go into these pill dispensers. Uh, they're called pain centers in Florida. And they go in there, and th these pain centers make a lot of money. Uh, they uh, you, they got uh, three lines, people that are brand new. Now, they have to have an MRI taken, and they have to uh, interview with a doctor to tell the doctor where the pain is. And then the doctor will give you 500 of the largest of anything you want. And then they have people who uh, are then in line to fill their prescription because they give you the pills right there. And they don't take checks. They don't take credit cards. They take cash. And then there are the repeat people. They are in a different line because they've already been through and paid their initiation, their MRI, and their... Uh, a consultation fee. So now all they do is walk up and say, hi, I want 500 Oxycontins uh, max dose. And they pay the cash and they walk out. These pain centers are all over the place. That's weird. Well, when I uh, went down for Terry Schiavo, when uh, Judge Greer and uh, her husband and uh, this Hemlock Society which is a death cult. Hemlock, of course, is a poison. They made Socrates take Hemlock uh, when he uh, had was teaching his idea of the Republic to young people. And it was catching on as saying, hey, this is not a bad way of having a government. And so uh, it was decided that they would end the Hemlock Society, the Death Society, has continued ever since then. And their ideas are uh, to euthanize uh, old people that you know really don't contribute anything anymore. Uh, young uh, people with defects, if they have uh, any number of childhood diseases, Rather than tolerate them, rather than treat them, uh, they just get rid of them in this hemlock society. Well, in this case, uh, what had happened is uh, Terry Schiavo uh, was a young woman. She was choked uh, in uh, martial art and in special forces. We call this a blood choke. It only takes about seven seconds, and that's on the outside. And all you do, there's any number of ways. If someone is wearing a garment, uh, you can, and I learned way back when I was just a teenager, we were taking what's called combat judo. You have a cross where you reach across uh, your hands, grab the lapels, and then squeeze in your knuckles to cut off the blood. But more commonly and more securely is to come up behind the person and thrust your arm, let's say you're right-handed, thrust your arm over the right side of their shoulder, snapping 
your bicep against uh, the right side of their neck. Now, quickly, just bend your arm, your right arm, grab, put your left arm against the other side of their head, the left side of their head, they're facing away from you. Grab the, and have your palm up, grab the L, the upper part of the elbow with your right hand. Now bring, because you see what happens is with your bicep and with your forearm, you have just put their neck in this vice. And your bicep and your forearm are cutting off the blood. Now you make the lock complete. You have wrapped the fingers of your right hand around the uh, upper part of the bicep at the elbow. Now you bring the left hand and uh, you put your left hand against the back of their head. Now you have a lever and a fulcrum. You apply pressure forward. This pushes their face, their head, forward, which forces, of course, the juggler veins against your bicep and your forearm outside. I'm talking normally four seconds. Outside seven seconds, they lose consciousness because you cut off all the blood to the brain. The brain only needs to think that, whoops, I don't have any blood. I don't have any oxygen. And uh, out you go. Because that's the, the brain wants to restore this function. And so you'll pass right out. Now then, you will, because it will, if you let them go at that point, when they go limp, if you just let release your lock and let them slump to the floor, then in only uh, oh, 15 seconds, 30 seconds, they'll start to come around again because the brain has done what it wants. It's restored the flow of blood, which brings oxygen back uh, to the brain. But if you keep this hold now longer, the brain is starving for oxygen, and it's just like you're underwater. And instead of your lungs filling uh, with water where you can't bring in air, which is oxygen, then goes to the brain, you aren't getting any oxygen. You have brain damage. So you may have to hold this lock for, say, a minute or more, two minutes. And at that point, that person is like in uh, where she has passed out by a stroke. Now, when people examine her, any physician, as long as you have uh, been careful, haven't damaged her as far as striking her, but you've just used the soft tissue of your bicep, and you might even want to pad your forearm, have a shirt or a sweater on, because it's cut the blood off. There's no bruising. And 
the conclusion will be, just like it was with Terry Schiavo, that this woman has had a stroke, and uh, now uh, she has suffered brain damage. And so all that uh, Terry Schiavo had as far as uh, artificial helping her sustain life was a feeding tube. And she, they say, could have been taught to feed herself if her husband would have allowed any of the money, which she had more than $2 million available to her for her upkeep. He would not allow her teeth to be brushed. He wouldn't allow the blinds to be open for sunlight to come into her room. He wouldn't allow music on the radio for her to listen. The ears are the windows of the subconscious mind. The eyes are the windows to the conscious mind. And so while you can see, your ears can hear even though you may be unconscious. Your subconscious hears. And so completely denied anything to... uh, Terry Schiavo. All, again, she was breathing on her own. She did everything on her own except she had to be given nutrition through a feeding tube. And this was the Hemlock Society who congratulated George Greer, who was a weenie probate judge. This probate judge took it on his own, there was no jury. The President of the United States, George Bush, the Governor of Florida, Jeb Bush, the Congress, the Legislative Branch of Florida. You know, I was there to see this thing happen. It is crazy. One more point about this before we jump back to this jury. The fact is that the Governor, Jeb Bush, ordered the state police to go and get Terry Schiavo and move her to a regular hospital. Her parents said that they would be responsible for her. She was in this little home that Judge Greer and Schiavo had and the Hemlock Society. They were all hooked into this thing. And do you know that the state police called the Pinellas police and said, we are going to come and get Terry Schiavo. And the Pinellas Park police said, well, George, uh, Judge Greer has ordered us to not let anyone take her, and if you're going to come down here to Pinellas, you're going to have to take her by force. And the state police of the great state of Florida said no, they wouldn't do that. What is going on? Why would the state police, under orders from the governor, call and uh, say, hey, guys, is it all right if we come down and pick up uh, Terry Schiavo? That, I mean, it's like zombies have got some kind of a cult that we've seen on black and white B-rated movies.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.